You're listening to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. Today is a special one because today is our big celebration recap special. We're going to be talking about all of our big and favorite reveals from the weekend. It's been a pretty great time to be a Star Wars fan, but also there's some important things we need to talk about as well, which we will get into. I am one of your hosts, Andrew, and for once... For the first time in a while, we have the full crew here today because Jake is back. How are you doing? What's up? I haven't been here in so long. Um, it's yeah, been since I've the been second episode, I think. Yeah, literally, because, you know, Starbucks is an evil, evil, evil corporation. They don't let you have a life outside of work. But I'm out of that place now, and now I'm here. Beautiful. Oh yeah. We got oh. Don and Connor are also back. It's been... A busy week. Um, it's been a, a very big week for us, too. We had our first uh, episode of our Obi-Wan recaps drop yesterday. Uh, the response to that has been really great so far. Uh, check that out if you haven't yet. It's going to be on all of our podcast feeds. Uh, just search Obi-Wan Part 1 and 2 recap on there, and you'll find it. Uh, and last night, or this morning, uh, for those of you who don't stay up till 3 a.m. for the episode drops... Uh, the third episode of Obi-Wan dropped, which, oh, we'll have a bunch to talk about that. Uh, we don't know when we're going to be filming our recap for that one yet because of conflicting schedules, but we will let you know and we'll have that out definitely by the end of the week because uh, this is just probably our biggest week for the pod since we started, and I'm very excited to see it go like this. Unfortunately, though, there are some things that we need to talk about first that aren't as celebratory but are very important and need to be discussed. And of course, if you haven't been living under a rock in this community, it is about the just very unfortunate and disgusting racist hate that has been thrown towards Moses Ingram. Uh, she came out and posted an Instagram story a few days ago showing just some of the many, as she claimed, hundreds of racist DMs that have been thrown her way since the premiere of Kenobi. And it, it, the response to this, to me, has been very, like, good to see as a member of this community that everyone is kind of banded together and calling out this, including Star Wars uh, social media for once, because uh, in times where, in the past, if I remember off the top of my head, Kelly Marie Tran had this horribly, John Boyega had it horribly, and there was really no public response from Lucasfilm against this so it's really nice to see uh star wars come out and throw their support behind moses ingram saying don't be a racist and then ewan mcgregor uh his video yesterday was just my favorite thing in the world saying if you sent any of these messages to moses you're no star wars fan to me uh it it, it to me the fact that we've been going in circles with this for decades in this community is just disgusting. Uh, yep, I wasn't around during the original trilogy, but I'm assuming Billy D had some of it. I'm at best had it 
horribly when the Phantom mm. Menace came out. I mean, you can just name any uh, POC character that has been in the Star Wars uh, universe. And there's yeah. always something. Whether it's, oh, you're yeah. a diversity hire. Or it's the actual racist slurs thrown their way. If you don't like a character, you don't like a character. We're not saying exactly. you have to love the character. Just do not go out of your way to message the actor or actress portraying the character and throw them racist slurs, harass them, try to force them off social media. Because y- y- what your enjoyment of a character really has nothing to do with the person portraying them. Because they're real people. They're not... Like, Moses Ingram is not Reva. Whether or not you don't like Reva, I don't care. I think Reva's awesome. But there's been no instance in my life where I have watched something and gone, eh, I don't really like that character. And then decided, well, I'm going to go message the, the person that played this character and say just really just vile, discriminatory shit against them. Because that's just disgusting. And... For as great as this community can be, as we saw this weekend and as we've seen in the response to this stuff, there are some just vile corners of it. And toxicity and racism and any forms of prejudice in my mind have no place in fandom. And it's time that we keep calling this out. Uh, And anyone that has taken offense to Lucasfilm making these statements... You need to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, why does the phrase don't be racist bother me as much as it does? It says a lot more about those people than it does about Lucasfilm as a company because it's like, there's been people, the usual suspects in this fandom, that have been like, Lucasfilm's attacking Star Wars fans. It's like, (laughs) geeks and gamers. (laughs) Uh, What was that? That's the wildest thing about all this is that it's very revealing. Right. The simple statement of do not be racist has pissed off so many many people. What do you mean, don't be racist? Because we're seeing. Right, we're seeing all these people, specifically like on Twitter at least, that's where I'm the most active and that's where I've been seeing it the most, of all these people that other members on Twitter and involved in Star Wars Twitter thought were good people, but they're getting angry at that statement simply because, well, oh, I didn't like the character and they think it's just, they think I'm a racist now. But if that is making you mad, you are a racist. I'm sorry. If you are yeah, mad like, at the phrase, don't be a racist, you are a fucking racist. It's like, oh, you're revealing more about yourself because if you just didn't like the character, you weren't the ones that were being talked about. Like, exactly. at all. Yeah, it's like, and these people trying to just justify it, it's like, dude, just to be blunt, just shut the fuck up. That being up. said, though, yeah. there is, like, and Austin, who is a friend of the show, has pointed this out it always seems like the oh they're just really poorly written or they're annoying it's always either a a woman or a person of color for the character and whether or not you like there's a such thing as like unconscious racism like you might not think you're being racist or sexist or anything like that but you like there's nothing wrong. If there's with a pattern of the yeah. characters that you dislike. If you notice a pattern, it's time to look in the it's mirror. It's time to like, look in the mirror, re-examine your prejudices, 
and figure things out because I'm sick of seeing this happen. And the sad yeah. part is, is I knew it was going to happen again because Lucas felt they came out that they warned Moses that hey, this right, yeah. this might Lucas happen. New. And yeah, they've had been experienced with this kind of stuff. This is like we said, this has happened so many times. Especially, and they're only just now like kind of like being able to to to. C- back at it which is which is absolutely the right thing to do you know this yeah it should have they should have probably been doing this before with like uh Kelly Murray Tran John Boyega Ahmed Best Jake Lloyd Natalie Portman and Aiden Christensen as well but you know it's better late than never in this case because you know this kind of stuff persists if you ignore it and it's always important to shine a light on the uglier corners of a fandom in order to like put as we said expose that kind of like hatred and and well race racism and why it's and why it's wrong and it, and yeah. you know just the act of doing that often causes the the people who are doing it covertly to expose themselves because as we said if you're getting if you're seeing Luke, the official Star Wars account tweeting out don't be a racist and that offends you you need to take a look in the mirror and ask yourself why does that bother me because it's like there's like there's yeah. not like a character. And then there's harassing the actress on social media. It's a very, it's very different things. And anyone who pretends otherwise, you know, it speaks for itself. We also can't pretend though that Lucasfilm making a couple social media posts is, you know, all the work that needs to be done. No. It's a great first step, and it is very, very late. We should have had this a long time ago. They need to take more steps in this direction, though. They need to put strikes on this content that's being put online that is hate fueled and you know targeting these people they need to that's actively go against no, man yeah that's what i'm saying they, they, they have the names of these accounts this is obviously we don't have the names of the individuals behind the accounts you can get the accounts taken down you can put strikes on the big youtube accounts that are spewing this bullshit to their hundreds of thousands of followers I know that they'll never do it because Lucasfilm is under, you know, the house of Disney now. Well, that and, like, and Disney YouTube and money, but well, so it's the, of the social, that, the too. social media, right. They can do, and they should do. And I yeah. think that they will, to be honest with you, eventually what they really should start fucking doing is banning people from things like star Wars celebration, galaxy's edge, get people want to say, fuck you. I'm going to boycott Disney plus fine. You don't get a fucking account. You can't make one. And I know that they'll never fucking do it because it's just another fucking check for Disney. And that's all they give a shit about. But in a perfect world, that is where we should fucking be. But at the end of the day, yes, Lucasfilm made a great first step in the right direction. But they need to keep fucking going. They can't just Mm. pump the brakes as soon as they did this first single fucking step. They need to show up every single time and they need to keep showing up harder every single time after. Or else this is never going to stop. I yeah, very yeah, much I agree. agree. It, Same. It, I do agree with you that it is the right first step, and it, it does make me think that they have realized, hey, maybe we should have been more open in condemning this in the past, and at least now people like Ahmed Best and Kelly Marie Tran like are embraced by Lucasfilm. But, again, it, I just really wish it was... It was more there in, in, in the past because it would have helped so much more and I'm just glad Moses knows that there are 
hundreds of thousands of people supporting her and that uh it, it gets better there's a lot of love there's behind. a lot of love yeah. right and it's a, a nice good thing balance to seeing all of the horrible stuff that was like uh sent and, like, to her she knows it too. right yeah. she pointed in... it out she even said that the the love is more and that is a great thing because the thing that scares me the most about the star wars fandom is we're going to get another Ahmed best situation Mm. Where he's spoken about it, he was moments away from ending his own life because of this yeah. fucking shit. Yeah, and again, that that that's the thing that scares me the most is these shitheads on the fucking internet are gonna have something like that happen again. And so the fact that Moses does know that there's more of us that love her and we love her character, we love her, you know, putting in the work for Star Wars and love having her as a part of the Star Wars family. That is very very important. I'm really glad that at least that was able to come out of this. Agreed. I'm, exactly. I'm actually going to quote uh, the Rise of Skywalker here and say that there are more. There are more of us. Well, they just filmed the same thing. It's true. Mm -hmm. Like exactly. Like if you guys like for those listening, um, it might be down because of Instagram's 24-hour story stuff. But like, I'll read you what she said. Uh, she posted about seven, eight hours ago. I can't really remember the time frame. Uh, just pretty simple. The love is louder. It overflows. Thank you. So, like, she sees... I don't know if she has... I mean, she doesn't have Twitter, but, like, maybe she's made aware of the hashtag movements. That... She does have her DMs open, too. So I'm just going to say straight up, anybody listening, fucking DM her. Tell her how fucking great she is. Tell your fucking That's friends did too. to yeah. do the same fucking thing. I mean, who knows if she's going to see it? It doesn't fucking matter. If she doesn't see it, it's still gonna take away a spot from some fuckhead spewing racist bullshit in her DMs. Yeah, just send, let her let her fucking know because she is awesome. She's fucking great, and whatever the fuck you can do to combat these assholes, just do it. Yeah. Because yep. I watched no, I, that I, video they put out of her unboxing the uh, the Reva dude, the unboxing figures. Video is I cute. love it was that that video. so good. I still need it's to watch so it. It's so adorable, man. Those are my favorite things, honestly, are people in Star Wars unboxing their figures for the first time. I need to I watch just... more of them because I think that was one of the first few I've seen. And it was just like you could just feel the, the joy. The Force Friday ones of when Force Awakens first came out are some of my favorite things ever. Like, they were so yeah, good. As I remember. And Don't I just Ridley. the more positivity and, and love we have in this fandom, I am all for because you you would think that you would want to support the actors that bring you this content, but apparently not in some circles. But especially when the content is fucking nine ninety nine a month yeah. and you can watch it as fucking often as you want, like. Yeah. I know we want to say, again, Disney is a money mongrel piece of shit fucking company, but we don't pay a whole lot for the Star Wars content. It's readily available for most of us, if yeah. not the vast majority. Like, I don't know, man, just don't be a piece of shit. How fucking hard is that? Apparently pretty hard Apparently in this world. Pretty hard. It's like, oh, I could not say this racist thing. But instead, I'm going to. It's like, like it's it's as if star it's as if some Star Wars fans actually don't 
understand and or comprehend Star Wars. It's That's very exactly clear they what don't. It is. Whether it's the political we are stuff, we're the rebellion. What the yeah. fuck is wrong with you? You. It's fucking... like it's almost as if they watch Empire Strikes Back and all the Yoda scenes and actually don't understand a single, and I mean a single line of dialogue that he speaks to Luke in that entire movie. The one that always come that the one that brings out to me right now is the dark side stronger no quicker easier more seductive exactly come on that speaks for itself oh it does don't even get me started on the people that just think star wars is oh badass lightsaber battles gotta kill all these people yeah it's not it's not just lightsaber go burr it's a lot of it's it has always since the The first fucking film been a political commentary and all of the people that claim that they're the rebellion and where I'm, you know, the right side of this shit, they are all the motherfuckers that would be the Empire. They'd be the stupid fucking stormtroopers missing every fucking shot because they're a bunch of idiots. They're the bad guys. They're fucking evil. The the people in the first episode of Obi-Wan, like, why is this near his lightsaber out? Why aren't we getting the Vader fight yet? It's like oh, it's no. it's a story. <laughs> That's like a story it's the what? first episode. The thing? I love the most about some of these people complaining about the dumbest shit with Obi-Wan is that it's like, you just don't understand storytelling. There needs to be set up, there needs to be payoff. Yeah, that's been my whole thing, like, that's been my whole frustration with a lot of the, like, a lot of the complaints, really. And it's been- Sure, you may not agree with how the thing was paid off, that's fine, but, like, you can't deny there was payoff. Mm. Absolutely. It's just wild to me. Speaking of Kenobi, huh. um, yeah, people at Celebration got to see the first two episodes, which is dope. Because apparently, I heard from some friends that didn't that went to Celebration, it went straight to the Lucasfilm logo for the first episode, so they did not see the prequel recap. Oh, what? That's nuts. That's the one that's scenario. Kind of evil. That's the one example of <laughs> the people at Celebration getting less. Than we did this weekend. Yeah. Fuck it, losers. <laughs> huh, we uh, got the prequel recap, but you got all of these panels. That they they just assumed everyone kind of did their homework. Oh, uh, we will. We'll get to that when we get to our celebration recap. But before that, I do want to bring up one more thing, and that is the fact that it is the beginning of June. We are recording this on June 1st, which means. It is the beginning of Pride Month, and Pride Month is always very important, but Pride Month, we need to remind everyone, especially here, is it's not just a month where all these corporations put rainbow colors on their logo and then ignore LGBTQ people for the rest of the year. Uh, What I do love about a lot of this community, at least my Twitter mutuals and a lot of my timeline, is the boosting of queer creators year round and also the fact yeah. that um pink milk oh they're, is a, they're great uh, they got a shout out at star wars celebration on the live stream so like fuck yeah just want to point that out there are so many great queer creators in this community in general on the internet and we should be supporting them year-round. Now, I know the first episode 
I did a special shout out to the Amidal Initiative, which is a uh, organization uh, founded by queer Star Wars creators, and it was really founded to support a lot of the anti-LGBTQ bills that were going around in states like Florida and Texas. And I'm going to be boosting them again during Pride Month because it's a great uh, thing to support, especially because you're supporting queer creators and you're supporting those that need it. And again, you need to remind yourself that Pride Month isn't just, oh, this month is the only month we care about gay people and then we don't care for the rest of it. We need to keep boosting this stuff, especially because, you know, people in this podcast belong or fall under the LGBTQ plus community. And it is very important and dear to my heart. And we need to continue supporting stuff like this and boosting these creators and giving them more of a platform that they deserve because... We even though certain people like to act like oh they don't exist and we shouldn't teach our kids about them, they exist and they're real people and representation is important and it matters and we need more of it. So uh, I think I'm off my soapbox. I think we should talk about celebration now because uh, there is oh so much to talk about and there is indeed. Well, first of all, I want to talk about the beginning of my weekend uh, because I was out of town for the whole weekend. I left on Thursday, got back Monday night. I was originally supposed, as I've talked about a couple times on this podcast, but if this is your first time listening, because we did get a bunch of new viewers from the Obi-Wan recap. So if you're joining us again, hello, hope you stick around. Uh, We're very excited to have you around. I know a lot of Chloe's community really came uh, to us and embraced us. And I appreciate Every single one of you for joining us on the ride. I'm having such a great time. But I was supposed to go to Celebration this year. I could not end up going because the people I was supposed to go with, uh, their plans ended up falling through. I didn't want to go to Anaheim by myself. And I didn't think it was going to happen for the longest time because of this thing called COVID-19. So I was like, I got to sell my tickets. And I was able to sell Two of them, but not all of them. So money lost, but still some money gained. So it's kind of like, nah, like it evened it out. But I was in the airport because I was going on another trip. And I was like, okay, I'll watch the uh, Lucasfilm Studio Showcase panel. Because they usually stream their big panels. I'll watch that. They decided to do things a bit different this year with the streaming. Well... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Right. All right. I'm not gonna say like I don't know the details yet, but like a uh, basically some behind the scenes shenanigans happened, mainly with Disney, and that's kind of why some panels weren't streamed. Is does it have to do with Disney Plus? Like no. that's the only thing. I, oh no, no. It's, it's sponsors, just, it, baby sponsors. It, it's just yeah, just Disney in general. That's all I'm. That's that's all I know. I'm pretty sure that's all I could probably say. I just because so. again, I mean, I was I was there the last two celebrations, so I didn't like have to watch any of the streams. But even for 
the big panels that we couldn't get into, they would stream them on the show floor on the the big. So screen. they still did that this year. They, they did they still do that because I heard year. that yes. they didn't do that for the studio showcase. Did they still do that? Nope. Or from what I've heard, they did. It was the streaming rights to YouTube that was what was fucked up this year. Oh. Again, I I don't I don't know everything. It was a sponsor issue. It sounds like from the couple of people. Hmm that i've heard i hope talk they about. uh don't do that next year yeah let's hope they rectify yeah. it especially because next year is gonna... a last minute thing yeah. as well because oh, i'm pretty the sure they promoted farm. it on the celebration they site did. that they were be streamed oh that's, they did that's and great. everyone involved thought it was going to get streamed even matt miknovitz who connor even broke the news to that they weren't fucking streaming the bad batch <laughs> panel Thought it was gonna be streamed, so it felt, felt so bad. Yeah. Now, I mean, I get not wanting because I, I assumed it was oh, we wanted to show this stuff to everyone in there. I get that, I get convention exclusives. There is a beauty of going to this thing and knowing that you're gonna see something that no one else, unless they until they get leaked, is going to see. Like, that's cool. The panels, however, I feel like are are different because you convention hyped exclusives up, yeah. only work if you have something to show the general audience. Yes. Which for more than not of these panels, they didn't. Yeah, I mean yeah, they live they live tweeted logo. the panels. That was it. But yeah, like, who cares? Like you were hyping this up, and I just feel they fumbled the bag with the streaming. Now, from what I understand, I, I didn't get to tune into the, the live streams themselves. From what I understand, they were a fun time. Uh, every time I popped in, it seemed like oh. some like QVC ad. Uh, but I can confirm. There felt I like a lot more stream. filler content. I helped live stream all four days with the other podcast I'm a part of. It was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. No. The most fun, fun part was me watching the stream and texting Connor and then watching him react to the bullshit that I texted him. It, it was a lot of good bullshit. At least the Star Wars show people were back. That was yeah, at least, dude. That's Andy true. And Andy, Andy and Anthony. Ah, uh, I love those. Get humans. them. They are as two long, of my favorite people. As long as they yeah, get to work like, celebrations, I'm fine. But next also, year, I hope they. Shout out to Christina. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Shout out to Christina. Getting to host that was so fucking sick. Interview with Tamia Morrison was amazing because she didn't oh even God. have to. She didn't and even have to ask the dude do much, and yeah, it was, and it was just lovely to sing. watch. Wasn't, she was that was the one where he just fucking just started singing. Yep, <laughs> she just started uh, singing with him. She was, was singing along with him. Can, can can we just say though? I think Tamura was the star of celebration this year. Every single panel he was on was great. Every time he got interviewed, he was hilarious. It was just it was the Tamura Morrison show and it made me so happy because that man has been I feel like so disrespected by Lucasfilm for so long and now to have the Tamura Renaissance with Book of Boba Fett getting to see him in Kenobi getting him in the Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary panel that that's just fucking yeah. great. Man, I mean I, it was probably. it was either Tamura or Ewan for me because the one thing I loved about Ewan and Hayden is, you know, the, certain celebrities go to these conventions and, you know, they, they put on a happy face and they probably do enjoy themselves, but at the end of the day, it's just something they have to do. 
Ewan it's seemed like he loved being there. Yeah, because like the that that like, last speech he had, yeah, was from all accounts not planned. He just came up there and spoke his mind. And well, it was his first celebration yeah. too, wasn't it? Exactly. He said it was yeah, his first insane. convention he's done, and uh, he said he's coming back next year. So that's more reason for me to bite the bullet. And he also said Obi Wan's getting. Go seven, eight, up, nine, and ten episodes. That, so. that man better be. Uh, that man better not be fucking with us. Um, that was definitely you. And definitely was fucking joking. I I don't know. I just I love. He awesome. it, it, it's it's awesome when people that portray your favorite characters are also just like the absolute fucking best. And that's yeah. exactly what I can say about you and and yeah, Hayden and for that matter. Hey, like yeah, the reaction the- they both got was beautiful and the thing i love the most is how the the prequels have gone through phases and now they are widely embraced by the majority of the community and getting to see them like get that love and and embrace it and finally come around on a lot of that stuff that they had you know negative memories with because of how they were received when they came out and all the hate that was thrown their way funny how things repeat themselves uh let's stop with yep. that please but i just all of the the stuff i saw from you and this weekend was just a blast and, and tomorrow morrison as well i'm so glad that he's back i i hope they continue to use him because the again it, it's a little cheap but he does play a million different versions of himself so you can literally throw him in anything and people will freak out because Tamir Morrison well. is just well the in it. coolest guy in the world. And yeah. the, uh, the one video of him doing the uh, the haka to the Book of Boba Fett theme, so good. I oh, I, I love the man, and I'm it's so glad It's great to be able to see more. him. It's great to be able to see him embrace his culture, too, and yeah. implement it yeah. into, into his current Star Wars. I love that. That being said, the people that, when he was talking about how he was body shamed, you can fuck right off with that. That man is a work of art. Stop. The fact he that people called, called him... Right, he called it out, and the fact that people called him Boba Fett, and then you see him in Book of Boba Fett... And, I mean, y'all have to remember, this man is fucking 60, and he's fucking jacked. All right, you no neck fucking neck beard. <laughs> I, that was two neck insults. Wow, that was lame, Jake. Basement dwelling pieces of shit calling fucking Tamora Morrison fat. I mean, oh my god. You can't. You, yeah. you can't yeah, win with these mad. people. Yeah. Um, but I was going to mention about you and though, like before we get time. away. He, before he, we get away from you and I was going to mention like the my favorite thing that he did all <laughs> across celebration was when they first sat, sat down for that interview him and hayden and they just got that overwhelming response and he yeah. just like after it died down he just pointed at the crowd to get them to cheer again <laughs> it's just like it's <laughs> it's it's just lovely to see like not just the overwhelming sense of like uh love and appreciation that like they're being greeted with but also how how much it clearly means to them like you said yeah and- uh that whole interview was great. By also, the way. the Ewan fighting off with a uh, this is where the fun begins. Is yeah, iconic. that was my favorite part because the fact that that was like a line that he had been ridiculed for in the past. For oh, I've always, I've always now, loved that line. We're all prequel kids. We all. I know. <laughs> 
people always used to bash on him. And yeah. so now the fact that he's able to use that as a way to get fans excited, it's oh, the, the great crowd to see that. The cheer, loaded. the cheer happen with that. Oh, did, yeah. and, of, and of course, the, the hello there at the beginning of the studio showcase panel. What a way. He, he said it. That he knows. He just knows. I just put uh, on Twitter, like, he said the thing. Yeah. And the amount of people that I saw on Twitter talking about how great their experiences were, like, at the photo ops uh, for Ewan, the dude's a legend. And now I don't feel bad at all about the amount of money I dropped to get that uh, Ewan autograph because I couldn't go to Celebration. So... I got to meet Hayden Christensen in oh my god, I can't 2018. He, first of all, he was the nicest dude ever. I mean, for anyone that's ever been in a photo op, typically how they go is you get shuffled in by an usher, they yell at you to smile, your picture gets taken, and you leave, right? Yep. Hayden actually greeted me and all three of my cousins like individually, like shook our hands, like said hello even talk to us like for a couple of seconds and i say seconds again it doesn't sound like a lot but when you're used to literally getting thrown into this picture and dragged back out two seconds later and he made sure to take the time to talk to all of us and like even like ask our names that that's fucking huge like yeah and he was having fun with it so just again that he's continued to be able to like stay in the limelight and now is part of Kenobi and is eventually going to be part of Ahsoka and to be honest with you we all fucking love him so I would not be shocked if they bring him back for more it is so great to see that he's able to enjoy the fan base now yeah it's I love that I, I love that this is I happening really, for so really many people I really hope I can go to a celebration at one point and get a photo op with just like whoever gets announced. Cause like when this celebration Damn. happened, Ayla Sakura, bro, Amy <laughs> Allen. Yeah. I want to, dude, I still can't believe it. Amy Allen at celebration, her photo op was 50 bucks. Granted, she's like, no one know, like no one know who, no one except for like us pretty much know who she is. Connor, if you don't get that Black Series, I'm going to shame you for it for the rest of your life. Bro, I'm getting that Black Series. Like, <laughs> Pre-orders went up. Pre-orders went up four hours ago. You better get on that. I'm not doing this. Pre- I, nah, I'm not going to do pre-orders. I'm just going to buy it when it comes out. Well, good oh, luck, because if you go to any Black Target, all you're going to see is uh, Return of the Jedi Lando on the shelf, and that's it. Yep. And the, yeah, or empty Queel. pegs where it says, yeah. oh, God. We still got a hundred quill figures in every target. I don't. I, I'm gonna I'll get have depressed. To see where my ne- I'll still have to see where the closest target is, and I'll just rush over. I'm just glad that they're no, announcing. No, you're gonna have yeah. to pre-order it. I'm just glad that they're announcing merch for Kenobi, like, and not a see, year see, after I'm the show simul- comes out. I'm simultaneously glad and pissed because this is without a doubt the, the best, best Black Series wave we have ever gotten just in terms of like accuracy to the material and like use of new parts and that kind of stuff i have so many fucking figures on pre-order right now i'm going to have no money i'm going to starve to death i'm gonna die because i spent all my money on plastic (laughs) star wars things that sounds weird but yeah 
At least there's two of us. There well, yeah, are more. Like, there are more of us. Oh. There are more Here's of us. Boy. But like Amy Allen, her photo op was fifty bucks. That's highway robbery. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's the like, cost of two black series now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I might pre-order Sakura and some of the Kenobi stuff after. When I went, Connor, to... I'm not gonna lie. I'm sending you the link right now. All right, but when I got to when I went to Celebration Orlando, the photo op with Ashley Eckstein was like seventy five, and I just know now if I went if I go next year, it's gonna be like double that at least. So, oh yeah. <sighs> Dude, oh, the well. fact that she was under a hundred shocks me. If I'm being honest, it, maybe it was Ashley's a little over hundred, but I the photo ops were definitely way cheaper than the autographs. Uh, but I didn't. I I did four of them. Well, I. Registered for four of them. I only did one and I refunded the other three because the line was over two hours long and it was a mess. Orlando, the organization was just terrible. It was such a fun weekend, but the panel like organization and everything sucked because that was before any of the lottery stuff existed. And it just. So I yeah. can say though, Celebration 2019 in Chicago was also a mess. By the second yeah. day, you had people that found out they could just walk in without passes. And they were taking yeah. seats from people in panels that people had won lotteries for these panels and people that didn't win the lottery or didn't even have a ticket to that day were able to get in instead. I, I will say I love Celebration. Celebration 2019 was the greatest weekend of my life. I am unfortunately not going to be able to go next year because it's in London and I just do not have the finances to send myself overseas right now. I am doing everything in my power to make sure I never have to miss another celebration again in my life. Repop really needs to do a better job of handling these things. Yeah, they, I've only been to one of the last three, but the one I went to was not managed well. The one before everything I've heard said it was managed worse. And this year sounds like it was managed just as poorly. They need to do a better job. Uh, but speaking of people that uh, live overseas, Don, how excited are you? That celebration is in yeah. your neck of the woods. I, I can't quite believe it. That's that I wasn't expecting them to go back to London in, in all Here's honesty. The thing, Don. It's April seventh to April tenth. Daisy Ridley's birthday is April tenth. That's she's not coming. That, like she probably could be there for a photo op, but like I swear to God, if she signs up and you don't get a photo op with Daisy freaking Ridley, I will be very, very disappointed in you. <laughs> oh, I'm getting three. It needs to happen. I'm getting uh, fifteen. Um, yeah, I would love a photo op with Daisy Ridley and with you and McGregor. That would I be awesome. I straight up would die if I got a photo op with it's Daisy. Insane. You had already said he'd be there. Yeah, yeah. he did. That's insane. It's like the whole thing is just. I'm so. Uh, if I can't go, I'll be bummed. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna at least try again. That shocks me because I thought for sure. It was going to be Orlando because there hasn't been one since Galaxy's Edge opened. And it's the 40th of Return so, of the Jedi. So I thought, uh, here we go. Bing, bang, boom. So now it's probably going to be 2024. But, I mean, London's we cool. Celebration 2016, I remember hearing really good things about. So I'm not shocked, but I was willing to bet money that it would be Orlando. We should point out, though, that... This year's celebration was supposed to be 2020, which is the year That's the Galaxy's Edge opened. Florida, Orlando would have been, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I guarantee you if COVID had not happened, 
Florida would have been the next one. But it has also, by the time Celebration rolls around next year, it will be seven years since the last time they did one in Europe. So it does make sense that they're going back. And, and it's yeah. a good thing because... It's definitely good for I'm me. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely good for Don and a lot of my other pals overseas because it is upsetting hearing a lot of like my European friends talk about how they feel excluded from these kinds of things because of how not often they get to attend celebration. So I, I am at the end of the day, really, really glad that they're going back to London next year. Um, yeah. Because we, we don't, we're we don't need another from, one right uh, next to galaxy's yeah. edge. We're talking, I mean, the three of us except Don are all talking from a, a place of privilege of these normally happen where we live so it's it's really cool for the rest of us but talking about the streams and and how celebration is handled is one thing but we did get a whole lot of big reveals uh at the studio showcase panel uh, starting with the andor trailer which i was i watched that in the airport I got fooled. Someone put a fake trailer up on the timeline. I was like, "Oh my god, here we go!" I'm like, "Why are there no? Why is there no footage from this show?" I got fooled by that too. And then I'm like, "Oh, it's fake." I'm like, "Fuck!" But then two <laughs> minutes later, they dropped the real trailer, and I was very hyped. I was, I mean, I was always expecting this show to be up my alley. I was shocked how much I enjoyed this trailer. Uh, I loved getting to see the like the Coruscant life of of the the senators uh, getting to Coruscant see the, looked so amazing good. getting to see the imperial senate made me freak out uh but the 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 one thing that i need to talk about here uh is mon mothma i mean yes i mean mon mothma looked really good in the in i mean like i didn't think she'd be such a main character as well i think that's actually really cool I'm that's so what surprised excited. me the most mon mothma the has this like, that... status in 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 star wars and yet she's often not always been an ancillary character that we don't know a huge amount about she's often been like a supporting character so i think it's really cool that she's now like got lead character status in a show and we can find right, out it seems like she's a dual protagonist along with cassie yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Which makes a lot of sense because, like, you know, you've got this person who is gradually becoming, who has become, who is thoroughly disillusioned with the Empire and figuring out ways to, like, fight. And you've got Andor, who the trailer, well, they basically have hyped him up as being very kind of, well, not defeated, but very nihilistic. What is interesting to note, though, is in the trailer, we see clones, which means we are going to see Cassian's childhood. I'm pretty sure we saw... We saw they were practical as well, which is a which is yep. a nice departure which as well. Which is the same as in Kenobi. We that Kenobi was the first time we have ever gotten live action clone armor. Don't jump yeah. me saying it was Book of Boba Fett because it wasn't. That yeah. was actually first order stormtrooper armor with clone armor CG'd over it, which is, which is goofy as hell. I'm not quite sure why. They did Why that, did I they suppose, do that? because I would I would guess because it was a two second scene in a show that they were never going to be used again. Obviously, in Kenobi, we've seen the clone armor on two different instances now. I would be shocked if in the last three episodes we don't see it again. I'm certain. I thought this episode right. was the one we'd get Clone Wars flashbacks. I'm certain 
within the next few we're going to get one, especially because of how I know that this isn't episode our, three ended. Right, I know that this isn't our Kenobi recap episode, but there's a certain shot of a certain character towards the end of the episode that makes me think, oh, we're going to get so much characters reflect uh, reflecting on their past Absolutely. in the next episode. And oh, yeah. That's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, I um, taking it back to Andor. Like, yes. I, I'm really impressed with like just the overall production values of of like just the series in general. It's really got a different feel as well. It's like, astonishing. It, it yeah, looks like it's so different so from cool. like all the other I'm, from from all the previous shows. Which which Obi Wan has also had the distinction of like of doing. So it's really nice to see that Lucasfilm aren't just going to be like kind of going for the same tone with the with book of boba fett and mandalorian that they're gonna also have variety because andor seems very very much in the same tone as rogue one which i was really impressed by yeah. i am also, definitely gonna need well, amazing like the, the the big that white room with all the imperials it offices in that was awesome that was like proper like uh 70s style uh retro futurism i loved it Exactly, and we we have Pinewood to thank for that because exactly, sure the the what what's it called the volume studio, that's cool and all, whatever. It does not touch the dirt that Pinewood Studios walks on with the ability that it has to make sets look alive and grand in scale and just feel physically tangible. Like so, this one wasn't shot. Where like Mandalorian was like this one was shot at Pinewood. Nope. So it, yes, Andor it was. was filmed in Pinewood Studios. This is the first of the Disney Plus shows that has been filmed in Pinewood. Mando, both seasons, Book of Boba Fett, and Kenobi were all filmed out of the California studio, which with the stagecraft we, stuff and all that. Stuff. Right, with the stagecraft and the volume and all that. Obviously, the production value is not nearly on par with the films. None of us expected it to no. be because Bud it is budget, television. TV budgets are different than movie budgets. Right. I will say I personally do not feel like any of the Disney Plus shows as of yet have hit the production value that they should, even for a lower budget studio. That's just me. Andor, though, looks, I mean, brilliant looks phenomenal it looks just as good if not better than every single live action film we've gotten and again we just we have the very very mm -hmm. talented people at pinewood to thank for that and everybody get excited the acolyte will also be doing its that's the one that i'm Studios. oh i'm cool. i'm well that i'm very shocked that we didn't get anything from the acolyte at celebration yeah Lando yeah, was touched on, but like we got more about John Offsite, an, an offsite interview. She was like, "Yeah, that'll come when Glover's schedule is more available." It's pretty much confirming that he's still going to be in there. But remember, uh, we can't recast legacy it, characters anymore. Does it? I don't though, know. Part of me almost gets afraid that 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 interview was a little. Um, it's up to Glover. It's not our fault. It's never coming out, and it's never going to come out. I mean, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But I'm very excited, Randall. I'm very excited like, I'm... getting to see Coruscant again. I in this area of Coruscant, I'm very excited about uh, Mon Mothma again. It's so cool to me that they still have Genevieve O'Reilly in this role all these years later after she was in a deleted scene in Revenge of the Sith, and now she gets to play these characters. Uh, my first incorrect prediction of the weekend was me thinking, "Oh yeah, for sure." 
Jimmy Smith is going to come on during this panel and they're going to announce him as Bale. Uh, it turns out I, I just got the show wrong. Um, but I still think no he's going to show he's up. No shot he's not in Andor, though. I think no he's going to show shot up. shot he's not he's in if, Andor. If it's not in this season, he's going to be in season two. He is Which is yeah, really 100% exciting that up. they're already talking about season two. What yeah. is it? Four months before the first season airs? I love that they went into this with a set goal in mind and they had it completely planned out and ready to go before they even started shooting the yeah. first episode. And I it's, love how they it's, it, so it, it's going to have a longer episode count than any yep. of the other shows so far. 12 episodes a season, which is yep. great because we get to expand on casting, we get to expand on the early portions of the Rebellion, and the fact that they said season one, it takes place five years before Rogue One. Season one is going to spawn the first year, and then season two is going to be the rest. So whether that's a big time jump, whether that's it takes up so much time in the season, it's really exciting to me because I, I get castrated for this a bunch, but Rogue One isn't my favorite of the Disney movies. I like it. I have my issues with it. Uh, but I've always wanted or been excited about the the prospect of an Andor show. Because I want to see more of these characters. I want to get more development on them. I want to have material that makes me look back on the movie and go, yeah, this hits a lot harder now. And I think that's what's really important. That's what's really important with the 24 episodes is unlike the Mandalorian or Bad Batch or even Kenobi. I feel like it's suffering less so than the previous two shows have just because better writing um 24 episodes over the course of two seasons is actually going to give these characters time to have real conversations rather than just going on fetch quests from point a to point and they're not B. And they're not rushing anything over. they're like oh k2 we're gonna we're gonna wait we're gonna build to k2 getting right introduced exactly. we're gonna be able to get those real human interactions we're gonna be able to get interesting filler episodes which i know everybody loves to bitch about filler the best fucking shows are loaded with filler because you actually get to see your characters doing things that your characters would do rather than just watching your characters do stuff there's a difference and i know it doesn't sound like there is but there is well it's and gonna be great four episodes lets that happen it's gonna be great not having to be like okay this is cool but like we have like four episodes left like we we got to get to something at some point but I am very excited. Uh, so moving on to other stuff we got. We've got some teases at Mando Season 3. Uh, looks like there's going to be a lot more Bo-Katan in the season, which I am hyped about because I am uh, a Damn. massive fan yeah. of Bo-Katan. Season uh, 3 looks like it has a really solid narrative yeah. going yeah. for it, just from that shitty iPhone <laughs> trailer that we all watched. Yeah. I didn't see the extended one that they showed at the Mando Plus panel, but I saw this one. Find it. Find it. Yeah. It's it looks really, really interesting. Okay. I'm I'm very excited by it, uh, especially with the fact that they're going back to Mandalore and it looks like they'll be digging more into like um the rifts between the different Mandalorian coverts, because like they really set that up in the second season finale with Bo-Katan saying that Mandalorians are stronger together and it kinda overlays the theme of like overcoming rising above past uh prejudices and past uh practices that that don't work anymore like for instance the mandalorian removing his helmet and i think that's like i mean 
I'm concerned, I won't lie, about the direction that Bo-Katan is going in because like the with the twist from last season that that Din has the now has the dark saber and that Bo-Katan cannot take it from cannot just uh, take it from him. She has to beat him in combat. I was kind of getting some like John and Daenerys vibes from like as in Game of Thrones series 8 and I'm really hoping they don't like match that in terms of like where where that ultimately ended up because like that would be so kind of retrograde in a way for Star Wars like especially with like how complicated a character Bo-Katan has become like because I, def- I definitely want them to acknowledge her kind of villainous past because like that's never really been reckoned with to like a true degree no in, they definitely just levels. kind of brushed over it yeah and it needs to be it needs to be dealt with and i think this is a really good opportunity to show her kind of grappling with that like darker more uh terrorist aspect of her character that she started as like like if you go back and watch the uh, a friend in need episode like the the death watch there they aren't portrayed as noble they're a bunch of like vagabonds and and like uh scumbags like torturing droids for fun and she's part of that like she's doing evil smirks in season five with john with like pre vizslas um in her side she's very much kind of a villain right up until maul takes control and then she's not and and it's and it's understandable it's believable but i really want to see them reckon with that without having to like say like kill her off in order to like it would be really disappointing if they kill her. It would be really disappointing yeah. if they took another complex villain-type character only to kill them. Because I know, unfortunately, that's... It's the common trend in Star Wars. I don't know if they're just trying to emulate Darth Vader over and over and over again. Yeah. Or we just genuinely don't have as good of writers working on Star Wars as we think we do. And they just don't know what to do with a character besides kill them. I don't True. know. I'm just I'm so sick of the redemption equals death stuff. Yeah. Just yeah. enough of that, please. It's tiring. I'm, it's boring. It my hope honestly is makes the, the payoff lesser. I'm yeah, hoping my hope she's not like the like full on villain of the season. I'm expecting that we get some I wouldn't expect so. But again, she, it'll be a misdirect. She looks so cool in the trailer. Her the oh, the Grogu line of uh you think your your dad isn't the only Mandalorian, which dad first of all cried a little yeah. bit uh yeah. but getting to see mandalore in live action dream come true uh quick mention to the logo of this season which i love the color scheme for it and i think that's, they said my favorite color scheme it's yeah. so cool and i think they said february 2023 for mando yep. season three so i'm hyped i was hoping they'd release this trailer but they didn't uh but it, we at least got to see the we Android trailer. We did get trailer. the D23. We did get the D23 announcement the other day, though. I believe it's September 8th, if we'll I'm remembering off the top of my head. There. Yeah, that that is where we're probably going to get the first look, I would think. Yes. Uh, but then we got our first, I guess, big announcement of something new coming during the weekend, and that is Skeleton Crew, which was the grammar rodeo show that had been rumored for a while the stranger things in space uh this is right up my alley one i love stranger things so i'm very excited to see this type of story in star wars uh dave filoni kind of like reiterated that it it, it stars kids but it's not a kid show like i love his comments about as much of a kid show as the clone wars where people got decapitated 
<laughs> so and people got like tortured and there were like zombies and people and clones would get like brutally murdered and you'd have to hear their death screams it's like yeah this th uh, it's funny that you use stranger things as a reference point because like i mean i've never seen it but my my immediate reference point when i read about it was oh this is like the goonies that's another space. comparison that's that what i was thinking yeah, yeah. And and it the would way make they so talk much about sense. it it's so much it makes so much sense for Lucasfilm to kind of draw on that, given its like kind of vicinity amidst like the the era that Star Wars was was so uh, yeah. prescient in the eighties and, and the seventies. Also, can we talk about Jude fucking Jude Law? Law. Like, oh Jude my Law. god, I, I freaked out. Okay, what does a... anyone have any theories on who he's playing? A lot of people are I'm saying gonna he's going to be the villain. villain. Yeah. See, I think that I uh, see my theory. Okay, this is this is probably a long shot. My theory is that he's playing an adult version of Lux Bonteri from the Clone Wars. Because, I, did, like, I think I saw you say that in yes, one of the Discord. Yeah. yeah. I saw someone suggest that he might be Corky, uh, Corky Kreez. Obi-Wan's kid! I, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, an, that's a casting. Sense, but I kind of, but like looking at the model for Lux, I can kind of see someone like Jude Law playing him because he does have a British accent and. Okay, spoilers for Inferno Squad, if anyone hasn't read that novel, but he turns up in that novel. And, Lux Bonteri does? Still in play. Yes. I did yes, not he does. know that. And he, apologies for spoiling it. I but don't, like, it, the, it's a five-year-old book. It's a good-ass book. Yeah, like it's he, a good-ass book. Oh, it is an amazing book. Uh, and he, he shows up in that, and he's still in play by the end of that novel. So... It really feels like he's being kept around for a reunion with Ahsoka because, you know, they had that kind of on a, on again, off again, kind of like romance going back and forth from like seasons like th three to five of the Clone Wars. And, and you know, given that Jude Law is a similar age to Rosario Dawson right now, it would and given that this show is likely because this this has got Dave Filoni and John Favreau also producing. So I imagine it's. And it's mm -hmm. set around the same era, so I, I wager my guess, it up My guess with is the show. it's going to be, like, adjacent. It might reference certain things that happen in Mando and Book of Boba Fett, but I don't think it's going to directly cross over with no, those I'm just going to think that by the end of it, it probably will tie in more directly. Maybe we my see, like, though, a minor character like Pelimoto show up at some point, but I don't think we're going to see, like, that feels likely. In this show but I do anything. feel like by the end, just because they're talking about kids, they've talked about these kids are special, they've talked about the adventure they're going to go on, I'm going to assume it's some sort of force sensitivity. Oh, and the endgame yeah. will probably be them joining up with Luke, which is why yes. I got the feeling that Jude Law is probably another Imperial Remnant type villain, because imagine him and Giancarlo Esposito feeding off of each other. That would be pretty dope. Be See, I yeah. I love Jude Law. Even in stuff I'm not a fan of, I think he is just great. Like, I, I am mm, on the Fantastic Beast movies, but he's great as a young Remind me to tell you about the the third... Uh, I, I don't can't remember the name of it, but remind me to tell you about this one TV show he once did that had a 12-hour live stream episode which oh I, you talked about this during celebration when they I, announced i will i will t one day i'll like talk to you guys about it in more detail but yeah like that man he he's he's dedicated to like his craft yeah, he's, so he's i cannot wait so to good. see what he does in in the star wars sandbox so my guess is he'll i'm thinking villain too but i'm thinking it's gonna be like the kids think he's an ally and then he turns out to be a villain 
But I'm also oh. assuming this show goes multi, uh, a couple seasons, uh, just by the nature of it, getting to see the kids yeah. grow up. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I think they're filming it. I don't know what they said in the panel, but I'm pretty sure it's starting filming this summer. They're probably still casting the kids, uh, but I'm really looking forward to it. Out of the new projects, it's probably one of my most anticipated, just because the the concept sounds great. It doesn't sound like something we've seen before the concept art we saw too the, the concept art looks very so cool. interesting and I, just, I will say though you said they probably haven't cast the kids yet i'm gonna disagree i feel like the show is much farther into production than we assumed because they said well, it's coming out 2023 oh yeah i i feel like it's filled the void the uh rangers of the new republic was supposed yes. to occupy because like it and i actually to be honest I think it's for the best, and I'm not just saying that because of, like, you know, Rangers of the New Republic was supposed to be a... It's a, a supposedly meant to be a Gina Carano vehicle, and then that yeah. went, went... Yeah, when she when she went that to... Person. Yeah, who, Republic yeah who, who the hell are you talking about, Don? I think Skeleton Crew is actually a better idea, because it feels more original, because, like, Knights of the... Republic feels kind of like it feels more like it would just be kind of a repeat of, of like Mandalorian, like going through the frontier. Right. Like it felt like a mosh pot yeah. of a bunch of these characters yeah. that did not belong together. And yeah. it felt like they wanted to cram them together. Just whereas to like have this, a whereas this is like, this is a new cast of characters. It's a different kind of scenario, different kind of plot, And I feel like that's more, not only is it yeah, more original, probably it actually has, yeah. written with it. Unlike yeah. the new Republic, which has Oof. been said multiple times that like, they did not have any. Yeah, they just, just had a just logo. Idea. That was it. it was just Apparently, an idea. John had just like Kathy's like, yeah, we'll just put a logo up there for Disney Plus Day. Also, Which is like, something we what? need to discuss. Like, how as a multi-bajillion dollar company are you announcing ideas? Like, oh, I have an idea that I'm going to go to Dunkin' Donuts to get breakfast tomorrow, but I'm probably not going to. Uh, let me tell the whole world and get people excited that I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast. <laughs> Like, yeah, come on. Like, yeah, I, I, I know we love to bash on Lucasfilm for their poor marketing practices. And, oh, we're a month out from this show and we still haven't seen a trailer or a poster or anything yet. But it's like, guys. Yeah, and it hopefully you. seems to, it's, I mean, to me at least, it seems, it seems to me that they're turning a yeah. corner on that. Because to it me, does. it seemed it like really they does. fixed the whole we can't reveal anything during The Force Awakens because we don't want any spoilers coming out. The Vanity Fair article to me, as flawed as some of it was, seemed like a, okay, this is a new direction we're going in. We're going to be more open about what we're working on now. You're going to get more glimpses of stuff, which I hope they stick to because, I mean, I'm all for not revealing stuff because as we've seen in Obi-Wan, we only had stuff from the first two episodes and now... Everything is going to be that a shock to us works. going forward. It that does. approach, yeah. I think, really yeah. works. It, it but works. like the it whole... because we got to see a bit. Yeah. But the only two shots left from the trailer are the shots of Reva walking up with the new purge troopers, and the shots of Reva blocking saber bolts, uh, uh, blaster bolts, and fortress inquisitors. Those are the only two shots shot we of have. Ned B shooting. Oh yeah. And, like, oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, okay, so we have three shots left from the trailer for three episodes. There is endless fucking possibilities. They, that is exciting. They didn't. Kenobi Leia has at had all. right. 
And Kenobi the- has had the best marketing out of. I'm not gonna lie, anything since probably Last Jedi, because the solo marketing was terrible. Rough. The yeah, the Rise of Skywalker marketing, while I enjoyed those trailers, was pretty piss poor as well. The Mando stuff has been downright horrendous. The Boba Fett marketing has been horrendous. Non-existent marketing was horrendous. And so Kenobi, for the first time, this marketing, Hmm. it's felt like I'm getting excited to go see a new Star Wars movie in December again. Getting stuff, even though it's fucking May. Yeah, like we're (laughs) we're getting stuff, and like that it was supposed to be a movie. I'm pretty sure. They marked that's it why. Like a movie, that's why I think it feels like, different. They did do yeah. that. Well, we also had Pablo Hidalgo saying that they've always had talks of a Kenobi movie or show. It had gone back and forth between the two ever since 2017. So it is really cool to see them executing it that way and like getting the actors and Deborah Chow involved in discussing it. It's just yeah. It's it's weird again because I'm the guy that likes to shit on everything that Lucasfilm does. They're doing a much better fucking job. They're actually marketing this show. They're getting the people that were making it and the people that are excited to watch it like involved, and I'm, it's coming through in every and it, single. And it paid off because it was the biggest it. premiere of a Disney Plus series by On far. Disney Plus they of said. a show, yeah, yeah. So I mean, to me, where the marketing of the secrecy went too far is when you had stuff like Mando where. They couldn't make Grogu merch until like six months after Mando came out because they were mm-hmm. too afraid yeah. to give it to the toy companies because they didn't want spoilers leaking out. I'm hoping we're done with that now because, yeah, again, or they're just handled yeah. better seeing, if there's like anything on the level of Grogu again. Yeah, seeing stuff well, like here's the deal. where I'm sure leaks in- suck, everybody hates leaks. I fucking it's hate annoying leaks. as hell getting the same character in all of the merch for the next two years because you guys didn't want to market him before the show came out. Yeah. I would much rather they had said, hey, there's a smaller Yoda in the new Mandalorian show. Everybody get excited. I would have rather had that than had the neat little reveal in one episode and then had Grogu crammed down my throat endlessly everywhere I go. I could be in Big Y, and I see Grogu on a cereal box now. It's kind of annoying at this point. I, I agree. That's uh, why I'm excited for all the Kenobi stuff. Oh, I get, I get to see Lola on a cereal box. Lola. Yeah, Andrew, yeah we, you we, and I just talking on Twitter, we're getting yeah. Lola in the new Obi-Wan Black series. Uh, that's the way yeah. to do it. They announced those, the those Obi-Wan figure. They're the so molds, good. The molds, I, I, like, because I have the Obi Wan figures, like the the Episode Three, the earlier ones are rough, but like this one is like really, really good, really impressive. It's phenomenal. I genuinely cannot talk enough about how good Hasbro has done with this, and I just want to say the way to do it is we got the Obi Wan figure announcement. You announced it on Jimmy Kimmel, which I will admit is a little weird considering we had a live stream <laughs> that day, and they didn't announce it there. Whatever. I'll ignore that because they announced at Celebration during the Hasbro panel we're getting a mini Lola with the new Obi-Wan figure. That's how you do it. Just announce that the figure is getting made, show it off, and then if the accessories are spoilery, wait to show them off because the figure doesn't release for another couple of months. That's the way to do it. 
and what's also exciting is for me personally with both how good the omega bad batch black series figure was and with the inclusion of lola in the obi-wan figure i guarantee you we are getting a little leia black series oh please the highlight of my I life is need, little leia i need i need reva because like yeah. I talked about another it, phenomenal but... figure. That figure looks and so cool. Phenomenal character. Genuinely, the, the uh, lightsaber, the Force FX lightsaber looks so cool too. Five hundred dollars is a really lot. Does but <laughs> that is a I lot. Was, but it for a I double bladed saber, five hundred on on a Force FX Inquisitor lightsaber. I probably would. Fair enough. Probably would. Yeah. Except, if I was especially if it's wealthy, Reva. Yeah. If it's especially if it's Reva's, because I. Fucking love that character. I'll be Moses getting character. the uh, the blue outfit Kenobi for sure. I, I mean, like, I already have the first one pre-ordered. I'd love to get that. I'll well. be getting that it's one amazing. too because that outfit is. I'm gonna have <sighs> to get the blue one too. It's amazing. I might get that too. And like, Especially with the with... tunics that the poncho that parallels uh, Luke's. From... See, that's where they got me. Is I know that it's the same figure with a little bit of different paint, but they're two different ponchos. That's where you got me, Hasbro. And, like, here's the thing with Reva. I get to act out, like, a possible, like, thing that could happen in Jedi Survivor. Probably won't. Like, Reva versus, Reva versus Cal. Like, dude. It sounds I, dope. I, I genuinely, Reva figure, I'm not gonna lie. I don't have it in hand. Um, we've only seen a couple of pictures of it. And then the small video of Moses playing around with the figure. <laughs> I don't mean to over-exaggerate. I think that might be the best Black Series that Hasbro has ever produced. Just from wow. both the likeness to the character, the accuracy to the costume, the, they hid the articulation wonderfully, and it looks wildly articulated, which is great because a lot of recent Black Series have really lacked proper articulation. The soft goods cape, I mean, I'm a toy loser. I know most people listening don't care. They wish we were talking about Clone Wars right now or something. That figure blows my mind. It looks amazing. Well, I mean, this is the stuff we missed in the episodes that you weren't on the last few weeks. So Me ranting say, about plastic Star Wars <laughs> things. I just gotta say, Joby, Andrew, I know y'all wrote, not, not you, Andrew, Andrew Stanton. <laughs> I know y'all wrote episode six. Don't fucking kill Reva. Oh, I oh, forgot about that. Don't. Do it! About it. <laughs> I will be big we're, sad. Don't we're not going to even Moses entertain Ingram. that idea because yeah. if it happens, I, 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 I don't want to say what I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, skeleton crew looks really cool. Yeah, so, skeleton crew looks great. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited for skeleton crew. Jude Law and Star Wars mm. is just a plus for me. I love that. Were game. y'all able to stay on topic when I wasn't here, or is this just a me thing? Uh moving uh, on. Um <laughs> I'm just so what what else came from the panel? Because I don't think Young Jedi Adventures was the studio showcase. I just think they no, randomly that was, announced that, that in the middle of the day. During the Star Wars show. Which can we yeah, talk was... about that one? Because holy shit. Young Jedi Adventures? Yeah, yeah let's yes. go. Yeah, we're actually getting like oh, me my media in, in the High Republic era. That's gonna be right. fascinating. 
Yeah. Did they say what public. platform it was going to be? Like, you was it? Is it going to be YouTube? Like the um, like it the is they Plus said and Disney, Disney Plus Junior. and Disney Junior. Ah, okay. Now, right, which makes me think that's an idea of like what kind of show to expect. Because I was wondering, is it going to be like that uh, Galaxy of Adventures so, uh, animation that's on YouTube? But what I guess I'm more thinking more... though, I feel like it's going to be Resistance reminiscent because Resistance, while it was released at Disney XD, also aired on Disney Junior simultaneously. I believe yeah. uh, it was Disney Channel. I think. Like the Was proper it? one, yeah, because, but it, it had the Sunday at ten thirty p.m. slot time, which was yeah the ultimate death nail. I now, adore Resistance. I'm not gonna lie, controversial opinion to say on a podcast called For the Republic. Um, it's probably my favorite Star Wars animated show. Um, I'm gonna get it's canceled for that. Really You're charming. I'll, me, Jake. I'll I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Come on. <laughs> I don't. But, I'm, yes. I'm saying this is someone whose favorite Star Wars movie is Attack of the Clones. I go, I totally get it. Look, that's the beauty here. We all, like Andrew, you stuff. said it's so charming. It's so Every charming. Every single one of those characters just makes me so happy. I hope we get Tyre those and Tierney, wonderful villains. I hope we get those kind of character art in this show. I'm just shocked that it took this long. To get something like this. Yeah. To where, like, obviously, people are like, oh, you know, I don't want kids stuff. Well, one, uh, it's owned by Disney. So, what do you, like, you're going to get stuff of uh, <laughs> yeah, all like, ages. And, and nature. This, this is all said while we have, like, this very... Um very older leaning uh, obi-wan show that's all about like exactly. trauma and like ptsd and you have this very these very intense scenes and these truly terrifying scenes with certain villainous characters that we can't that we'll get into in the, in the next recap the beauty but, like, of yeah exactly like, exactly like star wars is i should have variety there should be shows that maybe appeal well, that are maybe george lucas always said always said that star wars yeah. was for kids yeah. the beauty yeah, of having has star wars. a storytelling to me is that unlike is that star wars tells stories in all directions forward forwards and back it never is like straightforward like yeah it's Marvel. never just one thing and, and it's that's the what, same that's thing exactly with, with ages it tells stories for all ages too yeah. so there's people bitching about oh there's kitty there's kid uh, content on for Star Wars, then don't fucking yeah. watch it. It's exactly. If you don't want to watch the kids' old. show, don't watch it. The beauty of exactly. Wars that you well, watch. guess you'll go fuck yourself because your kids will probably want to watch it. The beauty of yeah. having a multi generational fandom like this is that there's going to be stuff that all audiences will enjoy. Like you said, the adults can watch Kenobi. The the middle school kids can watch Rebels, and then your younger kids can watch. Young Jedi Adventures, and if they're made well, everyone can enjoy everything, no matter well, that's what. That's what they even exactly. said when they were announcing the show. Is yeah, it upsets me that they had to make this point because they know how Star Wars fans are. But I'm simultaneously glad that they did. They yeah. said, "Yes, it's yeah. a kids show. You adults are gonna like it. We don't yeah. want to make a show that you wanna wanna." not watch yeah. with your kids that you want to sit down and watch and enjoy with them so there is going to be those more adulty aspects i'm sure we're gonna and get even some... if there wasn't who cares even if there wasn't who exactly. cares 
most Star Wars we've gotten for the last couple of years has been very adulty. Rise of oh, Skywalker, right, right. Palpatine was horrifying. I yeah. mean, my, my, my youngest brother, he was, how old was he? He was six years old when that movie came out. He did not like it. He was horrified. I don't think he's watched it since oh, because shit. Palpatine scared the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. he's not gonna like. He's not gonna like this most recent episode of Kenobi, then, especially the last. <laughs> I mean, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. But that's the thing. Mando, very, very violent. The first episode, you have, I yes. believe, a Quarren getting chopped in half by a door. Season mm. two, also very violent. Book of Boba Fett, pretty freaking violent. Bad Batch, you had regular, random civilian people getting murdered by Crosshair. Not oh, yeah. very kid friendly. Hmm. And those were Kenobi. all made. Like, obviously, with all audiences involved, but, like, with Bad Batch, they were like, this was made for people that grew up with the Clone Wars. Mandalorian yeah, mm -hmm. was clearly the big draw for Disney Plus of bringing these families. The, the thing is, is... See, no one does this with Marvel or DC when they have their animated shows or they have the younger-leaning shows. No one goes, oh, this, this ruins it. Can't believe they're doing this kiddie shit. No one does it. Disney does it with Marvel and their other properties all the time, and no one bats an eye. But with Star Wars, it's a different story. Uh, oh, no yeah. one like is forcing you at gunpoint. Star Wars fans feel entitled to yeah. every single piece of content. No one is... Yeah. Every That's Star Wars fan thinks right that there. everything that comes out needs to be made exactly how they want it to be made and exactly the kind of story that they want to watch. Yeah. And if it even deviates a little bit from what they expected, they throw a piss hmm. fit. No one is holding yeah. you at gunpoint to watch this the... whole thing called... Uh, Fan fiction, y'all yeah. should, you know, write it. Should also check out. Go check out the Star Wars editor fictional universe. We're about to drop Don's story, Scars of War. It's it's kind awesome. of fire. Yeah, we'll talk more about that at the end of the yeah. part of the episode. No one is holding <laughs> you at sorry, gunpoint to watch the Disney Junior Star Wars show. Exactly. When you realize that not everything that Lucasfilm or Disney is going to put out. It, that isn't made to the the forty year old man that watched the original trilogy when it first came out. Okay. Right, like, are you going to throw a piss fit because Doc McStuffins exists now? Like, yeah. oh, Doc McStuffins isn't made for me. No shit, it's called Doc McStuffins. Like, Don't obviously, watch. for a franchise that's forty five fucking years old, they're obviously going to make things for different people. And I'm exactly. excited about it because even if I don't like this show or I watch a couple episodes and go, and eh, it's not for me and I tune out, I know that there's going to be younger kids that love this stuff and that that'll yeah, be their Star Wars. Important. And that is the beauty of stuff like this is the more different generations and different entry points for this franchise, the better. Because that's the beauty of this is everyone loves their different stuff and everyone has stuff that they love. And was the thing that made them fall in love with the franchise. So why is that a bad thing? Okay, exactly, not everyone because needed to... kids need that entry point. And uh, again, the sequels should have been an entry point for newer generations. They did that somewhat, but a lot of it was heavily targeted towards embracing nostalgia for older audiences. Yes, and that similar with what's more of a, an adult tone in a lot of in a lot of senses, right? Mando's very, very similar in that sense. Kenobi obviously is made for kids like us, the Clone Wars yeah. and prequels. Yes, kids. and you want to see that kind of like carried into like a more like mature series that deals with right. like heavy themes. 
but like that's the thing it's like exactly because you know, we're all 20 something years thing. old now yeah mm-hmm. it's a yeah. good thing that star wars has all these different shows that appeals to different ages because like you know if if they just made you know it kind of reminds me of the big comics uh crashing boom of the 1990s because like that happened because comic book companies started appealing to one specific stripe of fanboy the type that like read read all the comics and 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 fixated on all the continuity connections and they only liked big like dark adult stories like dark knight returns which has had yes. very very poor consequences on comic book culture the for indi- the yeah, last 30 and years the, and the industry mm-hmm. tore itself mm-hmm. apart trying to appeal to that and they went really insular and alienated other audiences like prospective new readers and it, they're still feeling the ramifications of that in a lot of ways in the comics industry and it's even bleeding through into like a lot of the films so i think it's a great thing that star wars is like embracing having different kinds of, of content for different audiences because like that's the thing like you said if you don't like this uh, high republic show that's going to be made more for kids then that's fine don't watch it there's plenty of content that will appeal more to your sensibilities and that's how it should be which we really really also need to mention how good of a job the high republic in general does with this how they have their adult line of novels they have their young adult novels for the teenagers they have their children's books they have sticker and picture books we're now getting a kids show the acolyte is also high republic obviously seems like it's going to be much more adult driven but the high republic in general has done a absolutely perfect job of engaging with every single kind of viewer or fan right like there's something for everybody it does not matter what you are there is something for you in the high republic and I feel like I'm just plugging the High Republic right now. Yeah. But that, that's why the High Republic is the best Star Wars. I mean, honestly, there's something for everybody. That, that's what it doesn't matter Star who you Wars are. should be. And again, it's like the people that think, oh, you're not a real fan unless you saw A New Hope opening night in 1977. Like, no one is forcing you to watch the show. No one is forcing you to read Race to Crash Point Tower or something like that. Just let kids have Which fun. Which is amazing. Yeah. But, I mean... I hope the show will be really fun, and I think Same. they said that this is also a 2023 release, so yep, that'll be exciting. But as we move to Friday, we got what I'm sure was Connor's favorite announcement of the weekend, which okay, was so Jedi Survivor. Here's the thing with that, like I I could talk about that all day. That would not work. Check out the Nerd Academy. <laughs> Okay, so basically, my other podcast that I run, that I help run, the Nerd Academy podcast, uh, me and my co-host Jared live-streamed all four days of celebration. And we you lied, you were only there for three. And I was only there for three. I know, Jake, I know, I was at one. <laughs> but we still live-streamed all four days. And just go to, for the Star Wars Celebration 2022 Day 2 stream... Just go to the timestamp three three oh seven twenty eight. Just 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 watch the re- just watch my reaction because I did not think we would even get a Star Wars Jedi Survivor trailer, uh, and we did. We definitely also did. shout out to Vespi in the Star Wars editor Discord who was like, "Guys, there's a BD one statue on stage right now, and I can see that they're talking about trailer on the prompt reader." And then fifteen seconds later. 
Anthony Carboni starts talking about Fallen Order and talking to the little BD statue. I mean, what yep. do you what do you think we're gonna get for this game, Connor? Do you think we're gonna get Marin as a playable character? Hopefully, or hopefully, I hope she's not here. dead. They're uh, not dead. I mean, Stega's mutation said like Jedi survive. Er, I know, but you, Connor. It, if the, the game opens and me, they kill me, Seer, Grease, and Marin, me, I'm turning the game me, off. <laughs> let me finish my freaking thought. He said that it, the game is really about uh, Stega's mutation, the game director of. Fallen Order and now Survivor, he said in a press release for StarWars.com that, like, pretty obviously, the game is about survival for Cal and the crew. So they probably they 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 ain't dead. I don't know what's gonna. I don't know, happen. Connor. I I can hear the nervousness in your voice as you. They're speak. not dead. I mean, maybe the well, now he's getting up. angry. Other than that, <laughs> other than, other than that, it's Did like I stutter there. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, but yes, on, actually, I really like that point because as much as I do love the Mantis, Star Wars needs to do more of blowing up fan favorite ships. Razor Crest. My unpopular opinion, Razor Crest, that was a good one. Um, was was good my unpopular opinion is that the Millennium five. Falcon should have been destroyed in episode oh, seven. I, am. I firmly disagree I, on that. I, I, <laughs> I, was, I was expecting it to get blown up in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I was worried they would. And JJ I'm would never do that. <laughs> Look, if Trevorrow I mean, was directing it, maybe, but the movie probably would have been worse. So I don't, I don't know. If you look at the script, that is, that is, I, I believe that's what happens to the Falcon. It does get wrecked, and then Ray only puts it back together at the end. So I think yes, he would have absolutely. She should look. I would. I was oh, okay. the only thing that's like Falcon. If they killed Chewie, I would have been upset. And then they teased us. I yeah, thought that, that would have been bad. Almost happened. Ooh, almost happened. I'm so happy they did it. Had a massive yeah. heart attack. There in needed the theater. to be more time, but like we're not. I'm not getting into that. We're not I getting still into need that. to finish yeah. the yeah. novelization. It's uh, pretty solid so far. Uh, I'm assuming yeah. because they said five Survivor. years after Fallen they said Order. Five years. So and that means it, Kenobi. It puts, same yet, Kenobi. It puts it the same. I don't Kenobi. see it happening. I yeah, do not see Cameron Monaghan showing up in Kenobi. No, but I, but I, I, I was. I'm thinking that maybe figuring into the, into the game. Yeah. I think that would make sense. Like some like of the Inquisitors, an I think might be in yeah. Jedi Survivor. Like Bro, I think the fourth sister would be cool in here. The fifth yeah. brother. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll be really cool, Reva. Yeah. Can we yeah. talk about what a clown I was for being like, look guys, it's Grand Inquisitor for the third time looking completely different, and it wasn't him. Oh, I thought like, it was yeah. him too. Oh, I thought Imperial Senator. Yeah, yeah. Like We okay. do see him on Coruscant though, which is yes. crazy, because imagine Cal on Coruscant going to what? level 13, 13. Yeah, like what's possibly going to draw him there? That's what's, that's and... what's interesting. It exactly. exactly. worked on 1313. That worked on Fallen Order. That Matt likely, I think, will work on Survivor. Matt McNavitz, yeah, he worked on 1313 before it got scrapped. Oops, yes. So I would they not be shocked. he's writing it? I think, I, I thought I heard that he was. I'm pretty, I don't know. I have, I'm, I'm just guessing at this point. He's so involved we'll probably in that get as well. Confirmation. Who I don't did, know. Who do you think is that in the tube? Oh, I, I have a theory. Know. I have no I have clue. See, I was People throwing up. Oh, it's a clone of Cal. I'm like, yeah. no. no, it's not a clone. I, I, so, so this is where the the title becomes very interesting because obviously there's the there's the direct interpretation of like, oh, it's about 
Cal and Seer and Merrin all learning to like survive uh like like their past like traumas and stuff like moving forward but also the person in the tube I think it's kind of like a long shot I guess but like the person in the tube could be from another era entirely they could be in like cryogenic suspension like so they could even be like a person from the high republic era or the old republic holy era holy shit or even before that because like think about the title jedi survivor so it's a person who survived from another era entirely and they arrive in this dark this dark world of like the empire and it could be a okay it could be a jedi it could also be a sith it could also be an ancient sith lord that the that the jedi of that time locked away in cryogenic suspension because they couldn't kill him or whatever and that's who cal is fighting in the trailer i mean the other theory i have about who cal is fighting in the trailer is that it, it's it's star killer and they're gonna bring star killer in finally i feel like it. that would have been a celebration reveal though that's the thing i mean Sam Wh- mm, Sam Wh- i don't know about there. that so yeah but sam Witwer was there so yeah it would have made sense as a reveal there but maybe they're keeping it uh close to well, their chest the they want, can we talk yeah, about though how whoever that dark side force wielder is only had one arm yes you know? they, i didn't notice that the first time it's there yeah, they definitely have one arm so it might not be star killer but it could he could just be an inquisitor and he's lost an arm because like or maybe it's just another random who... dark sider like malik like like how malikos was yeah that's possible that, or i would really like to see i've said this ever since the first Fallen Order came out. I actually did do an article on this back in 2019 for um, Star Wars Editor IG site. I would love to see the Jedi series explore the Unknown Regions a bit, especially with you know how the first game was very, very heavily focused on the Zepho and how they were as a species. Yeah. I I mean, that's think possible. Be... I, think, I think they're going to save the Unknown Regions exploration for the Ahsoka show. Because like based on the footage we get from that, uh, it, it it looks like there's there's like ancient stuff and exploration there. So I I, I am that imagine into Coruscant and like the inner the the mid rim and like the 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 inner core. I can't remember that that terminology, but that's probably why we're moving more towards areas like Coruscant and potentially even drawing on like thirteen thirteen, like you said, because you know that's the wheelhouse that that game's going to play in, and then it leaves the Ahsoka show free to kind of like explore the unknown regions and map areas out for for like future properties to explore star wars as a whole really should embrace the unknown regions a bit more it's not been touched on very untapped at all almost in canon i mean we have they talked about it a little bit with the force awakens press release back when they used to say that smoke was an ancient force user who originated from the Unknown Regents. Now, obviously, Rise of Skywalker seemingly retconned that. However, I have many an idea as to how they can justify that and make him... Well, Exegol is in the Unknown Regions, so that's like the... As is Octo. Yes, both planets are. But they need to explain on it expand on it a little bit more than just saying, oh, this this Force planet is in the Unknown Regions. Show us what it's like. Show us what it's like to traverse through the unknown regions. Show us what kind of species, other than you, you know the the Grissix, if that's how you pronounce them. Honestly, I have no idea because I've only ever read them. And Timothy Zahn likes to write weird words. Um, and the Chiss, like, sh- show us more of the people who come from the unknown regions. Like, 
there's just untapped potential there. And frankly, I really hope that's where we go post episode nine. And I know that's a bit of a tangent, so we can get back to Jedi Survivor. But Bro, I'm yeah. just happy that Jedi Survivor is five years after all. Y'all, y'all here, not those listening, know why. For those listening, eh, you'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Here's a question for I'm you. I'm very all. happy. Was that very the, okay, Was that the thing that made you most happy, or was it oh, the, yeah. the reveal that you're gonna we're gonna get to fight Magna Guards because of the toy oh, reveal? Magna Guards! Oh my God! Okay, we're getting on this, bro. All right. So, can we just talk about before you get started how Connor and I literally were in a voice chat for like an hour and a half? I think it was Friday night, screaming about Magna Guards. Oh my God. Okay, so for those that are unaware, Hasbro did a panel, and they, like, just casually fucking revealed. They're like, oh, yeah, here are three enemy types that you're probably g that you're gonna get to fight in Fallen Order. And it was, like, Riot Scout Troopers, which are basically Scout Troopers with shields now. Um, they're, new, they're gonna be a bitch to fight. Oh, a God. new model of KX series droids. Don't they have like a flamethrower or something now? Was that what that was? They had I, like red tanks on their back. I, I, oh, I hated the flamethrowers in Fallen Order. They were a pain. To oh my fight. god, they were so hard. Yeah, if you yeah. give flame, if you give a flamethrower to the KX series droids, oh god, I'm gonna hate it. Good but, luck. Like, but like, bro, Magna Guards, like the only post Revenge of the Sith content we've ever seen them in, in canon, was the uh, showdown on the Smuggler's Moon arc in the 2015 comic run in terms of on-screen content nothing this is gonna be incredible yeah, this is the combat's so gonna cool. be fantastic and just they also just, have a sick new paint job like they have a sick they look fantastic well. very cool i just i really really like they're probably not going to be the first gameplay that we see of them for survivor but like i would be stoked if maybe like, that like first Senator. gameplay that's what I'm. Th that's you know that's when you said that to me, Don. Them that his, makes a lot muscle. of sense. Yeah, because like th there is that thing so. in the Vader comic where, uh, the 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 uh, Kieran Gillen run of Vader comics where like a lot of the battle droids, like the the destroyer droids and the droid commandos, are like loaned out to these corporations which use them as like cheap muscle instead of like you know like alien like other other life forms because they're they're droids. So that's probably how they're going to figure into the game. Like that senator will have them as muscle or something, or maybe like a corporation Cal has to deal with on Coruscant. Bro, uh, just make him a or... common enemy. What? I just oh, want to yeah. fight him. So what? I want to fight him so fucking much, dude. I want to so bad. One thing I if hope I... we get oh. is, and I don't know how they'll do this because they said it's going to be uh, new gen consoles only. Is I hope there's a way that you can transfer your saber from Fallen Order into Survivor, just so it feels like it's the same thing. Although, I'm going to assume that's not the case because single-bladed saber. Yeah, so Which I mean, makes maybe, me think maybe we're going to get to get another wheel. So, okay, here's something to point out, though. We do see that this Powin Senator has our saber. However, he has a single-bladed saber. Yeah, we might start the game simply dual wielding, and for some reason we just decided we don't want to have the double blade anymore. We'll just dual wield from here on or out. Or it gets taken from getting... Cal. 
Right. So Which they think is the more plausible lose one saber and we go for, I would assume, the majority of the campaign only having the one saber before we get it back later. Yeah. If we get it back, who knows? And I, I would wager we will because, like, given the, like, significance of what it means to Cal, like... Right. Even, right even we better get cult... that saber back. I will be very pissed at Respawn if we don't get that saber back by the end of the story. Yeah, it's now, a cool slide with the with the um with the hilt, like with the emitter. Yeah. I like. I really like that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Fallen Order had great saber customization, but the costume yeah. less so. I really hope in Survivor that there's a lot more that we can do. It looks like. Cal's I outfit. mean, here's looks the like thing. Like, Stegas Musin basically said that like. All the stuff that they just couldn't put into Fallen Order, they're just gonna put into Survivor, right. and it's like that Very really well. excites me because, oh, like, yeah, what's that gonna look like? Which you means know? they have a lot of ideas like that they've already been developing, which are gonna like, emerge. What's that gonna look game? like in terms of yeah. combat, in terms of customization, yeah. in, terms in terms of, of just traversal? Like, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I cannot wait. I'm so yeah. excited. Also, I'm sorry for all of you previous gen console users it, it, it is unfortunate however we are three years into the current run it's about damn time we got current gen designated games yeah the use of ue5 in this game excites me almost more than anything else is it UE5? this game is going it is it is entirely ue5 and i i believe I one of the interviews not. that someone did, it is okay it is and one of the interviews that i read i don't remember was it an interview or a tweet of someone reading off and I don't remember they even talked about like how it was implemented and I'm just it, this game is gonna look incredible oh, even the yeah, trailer alone like Cal looked right? and considering so much how better. good Fallen Order looked and then again with it being the current gen which these new consoles are absolute tanks I mean the things they can do is incredible UE5 is genuinely astonishing. If if you even give a single rat's ass about game development or even, like, CGI in filmmaking, please go watch, like, a UE5, Unreal Engine 5 demo of how they use, like, real-time lighting reflections and just how it compares to, like, UE4 and previous-gen implementations. It is genuinely incredible they are literally able to simulate real life better than real life simulates real yeah. life it is insane this yeah, game is actually just nuts. going to look wow. utterly gorgeous i cannot talk enough about how incredible that implementation is going to be did they yeah. say an estimated release date or did they just say they 2023 said, okay so they said quarter 2023, one 23 i think uh laser from like, EA like, that it would be like there. Okay, so like there was a report from EA where it was like, oh, this is this is our game timeline, and like I think it was quarter one. They had like three games, and then quote major IP, which like it's Jedi Survive now, and yeah. that was all in quarter one. And quarter one, I think, is like February to like or like January to like march or april yeah, i think it's, I think it's yeah, probably a lot further along isn't it we're probably they've probably saved uh any gameplay reveals for e for the e3 uh well they they did say at celebration they have been working on this game since before fallen order release 
Wow. So this but game yeah, so is significantly farther into its development yeah. than we think. I would guess they're probably going to do March, not January, because they're not going to do February. They're not going to do Mandalorian month. I know no, that video games and television, right? They don't have direct competition, but it will get overshadowed. And it was like how forget. Mando and Fallen Order came out like around the same time. They yeah, right. Like which Mando was also literally... right before Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they spaced yeah. them apart pretty neatly, I think. Yeah, sure. right. And so literally came should... out three days after the first Mando episode. So wow, I, mean... I didn't even realize they were that close. Yeah, looks like I'm gonna have to get one of them uh, fancy. New consoles uh, before this game comes out because I'm definitely going to. I will need to say, play it. as a longtime PlayStation user, the Xbox Series X was the greatest purchase of my life. It is incredible. You can also get them for retail pretty easily now. Um, oh, thank that God! They're far less cool. scalped. Um, they have regular drops, like I'm, I'm talking multiple drops a week at GameStop. Walmart and I believe Targets have been having regular drops lately. Playstations, I don't think they have been as commonly dropped, but they are still being dropped. And again, retail price. Anybody listening, don't buy the scalped shit. We're three years into this. Anybody who has scalped consoles is gonna sit with a hundred consoles in their garage for all time because there's more stuff coming. I mean the PS5 Pro and the Xbox Series X whatever the hell they're going to end up calling it, are likely releasing either late next year or early 2024. These consoles are going to be easy to get by the time Survivor comes out. So don't stress. For sure. Uh, but now I think we can move into... Because I feel like Survivor was the only thing that got revealed on Friday except for the LEGO special, which... You did get Tales yeah. of the Jedi too. I, I thought think. that was Saturday. It was, I think, was Saturday. Because Saturday was Ahsoka... It was Saturday. It was Ahsoka Visions and Speaking of Tales of the Jedi... Yeah. Uh that's coming out. Um yeah. 2020, yeah, that, fall twenty twenty two. It's pretty much the same time period as Bad Batch season two. Uh six episodes, <laughs> anthology animated shorts. It's gonna be a lot of I can't remember how the storytelling was described, but it's like very minimal dialogue. Oh, oh yeah. Very minimal dialogue. That's what they said about the one episode that they showed. That was not the series as a whole. That was only the Ahsoka's uh, episode, right? I yeah, thought there was that a lot was of dialogue in that series. leaked trailer. There was plenty I of dialogue. I could have that was the whole... Mm-hmm. That was how they described the whole I think they said th- nope. three Ahsoka, three Dooku. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The which, trailer which to me... I, I thought it looked... Like animation wise, looked great. Uh, I'm excited to see Quiet Animation Nine. looked phenomenal. I'm excited to see young Dooku... Uh, Liam Neeson, as we joked about in the Kenobi recap, is back as Qui Gon. But remember, he he doesn't do uh, TV; he only does movies. So uh, yeah, with I'll, the amount um, of times we've heard Qui Gon muttered in Kenobi, I'll, I'll see I'll see you in Kenobi in about two weeks, Liam. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we'll see you soon. At the most, at the yeah, really. Uh, speaking of what, every time they, they every time they we get well. Qui Gon, I die a little. It hurts. Yeah. Uh, Dude, every time it's like it's gonna happen in like the. I've been waiting for that gonna... light blue light to shine on Obi Wan's face since the first five minutes of Episode One. Dude, it's oh. probably gonna happen in like the last episode. If I had to guess, I just feel like this oh, is just sure. gonna be a season long development. Definitely for him. Yeah, it's gonna be so nice. It's gonna be. But back to like Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, back we got... to Tales of the Jedi. I'm really excited for like. Uh, it's. Qu- I, I, 
I can I get that, it, that there may be some disappointment that it's that it's it's three episodes focusing on six episodes focusing just on two characters. I mean, they're already folding in like characters like Rex, Obi Wan, Yoda, uh, Mace. Yeah, Mace and Qui Gon. Mm-hmm. Like they're all folding it into the story. We might get Rail Averos, which would be awesome. Oh my god, that would be pretty awesome. As but long I mean, as we like, don't get any Master and Apprentice retcons, Filoni. Yes, that would be. I nice. don't trust or, you. You or need or to earn my trust back. Ones. It looks like one of the episodes for Ahsoka is going to adapt a portion of the Ahsoka novel by E.K. Johnson, yes. Johnson, which I've read. It was very good. Uh, the the bit that they seem to be hinting at in the trailer. Pretty I won't talk about my opinions on the Ahsoka novel because I don't have very many good ones. But I'm very excited to see that duel adapted into yeah. animation. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, speaking of Dooku Jedi Lost and my lack of trust with Filoni, it sounds like he did good because according to Star Wars Dude, who if you're a Star Wars fan and you have an online presence, I almost guarantee you know who Star Wars Dude is. He's a massive Instagram personality. Um, he was at the panel and mentioned that they talked, or I I don't remember if they talked about it or if they showed, one of the Dooku episodes does connect to the funeral of his mother, which was part of the audio drama by Kevin Scott. That's, um, that's cool. Yeah, so that is really dialogue. interesting that it sounds like Filoni may actually be taking into account literary material which would be a major plus well the way that from everything i read about the panel it sounded like it was a really like emotional one Uh, they said there was a lot of a lot of crying from the audience Uh, i cannot wait to see uh, janina gavankar as ahsoka's mother i think that's perfect and anything to get her more in star wars i'm so happy we get janina again and like dude i'm sitting like dude ahsoka's mom I gotta say it, bro. Oh. A milf, one hundred percent. I mean, yes. Here's um, the thing: like, so if they're doing uh, this, if they're doing, uh, like, if they're showing more of Ahsoka's backstory, I mean, I know it's it's partly because you know Dave Filoni, you know, loves uh, flushing out Ahsoka more and more. Like, he like it's obviously very personal to him to explore like her life before she came to the Jedi Temple, which probably means we'll get at least a Plo Koon cameo in the in the episode about her childhood but if they're doing stuff like this i almost wonder how much it's going to show up in the ahsoka show uh there is no way it's not going to connect in some way given dave filoni's involvement i think that's that's yeah dave's involved in both there's going to be some yeah connections uh but i will say at this point it feels like we're going to eventually get like a story about ahsoka waking up and eating breakfast with the amount of Ahsoka stories we're getting, that's not necessarily me complaining. But also, I hope that Tales of the Jedi, like Tales of the Jedi, to me, give us multiple seasons. Yeah. Go to different eras. I, it's, yeah. Show us. It, it is perfect for the anthology Make it the format TV version of exactly what Star Wars Jedi will do. Where, like, I hope we hope Star Wars Jedi will, after it tells the story of Cal Kestis and his company it moves to different eras and it really embraces that sort of anthology type well back in 2021 i believe it was the ceo of ea i don't know the dude's name off the top of my head nor do i care to remember mentioned that the jedi series was just that it was a series so yes this next game is about cal still i would be shocked if the next one 
is about him again. That does not mean I think that we're never going to get another Cal game again. I personally think we'll probably get three with Cal, but I feel like we'll get more without Cal in other eras, especially because I can't remember the guy's name. It's not Michael Seglane. It's the other more management side of things um, involved in the High Republic. I forget his name. Um, He mentioned during the High Republic panel they had video games, plural, in development for the High Republic. Now, I obviously, there's Star Wars Eclipse. What, that? what is that? What is I don't that? want that game. Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about that. Oh. Uh, Quantic Dream, Blackout Star Wars Eclipse. That but like, I swear that. to God, if we, no. if we get a Star Wars Jedi High Republic game, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. When he said games, plural, and emphasize that I would be shocked if we are not getting a respawn developed high republic game yeah that would be yeah um, what I you said you know multiple seasons I think that's what we're getting like right now we're getting this one and we're getting Clone Wars stuff which obviously more Clone Wars connections are, are cool whether or not you think it's overexposed or not that's a different conversation uh, it, it, Animation-wise, it looks beautiful. I will always love any opportunity we get to get the Clone Wars cast back in Star Wars. But I also, hope... can we talk about the new clone models? Oh. They completely revamped the Phase One clones. Also, they revamped the Kenobi model. Mullet Kenobi in Clone yeah, Wars animation. Bad. Mullet Kenobi, but they finally have given what I assume is his definitive Clone Wars look. Because for me personally, I, I I'm probably more interested in this kind of stuff than most but live action translations from animated um like outfits and stuff is something i personally am very very interested in nobody has ever ever been able to figure out what the fuck obi-wan is wearing in the early seasons of the clone wars is it clone armor is it modified clone armor is it just something that looks like clone armor genuinely nobody knows because there is very very slight differences from his armor and the clone armor, and then when the clones got the new models, Obi-Wan armor stayed exactly the same, so nobody knows. But thanks to this trailer, we can see that Obi-Wan is wearing regular clone armor for at least like his knees, shins, feet, forearms, handguards, elbows, shoulders, and biceps at least. And personally, that feels like a massive weight that has been lifted off my shoulders that have has been there since I was like... 12 years old because visual consistency is a thing and it oh my god it just the one thing i'm excited about is one of the ahsoka clips was like her training with anakin and and the tube top is gone the torture is over yes it's gone thank you uh no more tube top and short-haired anakin in the clone wars armor that is just yeah so good but yeah, it I, almost makes you wonder if like they they've they've revamped the designs because of like stuff that could be happening in the live action shows maybe possibly yes. i mean yes that's I another think, point i'm hoping yeah. that this becomes more of a, a multi-type of season anthology type of show like we said uh where I we have for this. six episodes i'd be shocked if it isn't yeah. six episode yeah. season for an animated project that's is crazy minuscule yeah. So yeah. I feel like we're probably going to get about a season of this a year in a different era. In different yeah. eras. Especially because they that, said these are only going to be about 15 minutes or so per short. Yeah, they're short. Yeah. But okay. now we have, we'll have two anthology shows because we have this one, which will be more canon stuff. And then we've got Visions Volume 2, which I'm very much looking forward to. 
Uh, this time they said it's going to be all types of animation studios around the world, so it's not just anime for this one. I'm not sure how I feel. I genuinely surprised by that. But like, is, genuinely, I yeah, am probably. not super big on that, to be honest with you, because I feel like a lot of the appeal of Visions was, was the, anime the stuff. fact that yeah. it was made by Japanese creators creators. who make right right japanese creators they they make the kind of stuff that you know inspired george lucas right Mm -hmm. they they make the modern versions of that and obviously george lucas was not only inspired by japanese filmmaking and storytelling he was inspired by a lot of different cultures and so expanding to those other cultures um like i believe we have where else was it they did like Chile. Um, was India one of the other ones? Uh, I think Ireland doing? was one of them. Ireland. See that that's one of the ones I'm not big on because George Lucas was not inspired by Irish storytelling. He was not inspired by Californian storytelling. So those studios confused me quite a bit. And I, I am very glad that we are getting other cultures other than Japanese storytelling because again, that's the kind of stuff that inspired inspired George Lucas. But I feel like it almost is a disservice to them to cram it in alongside all these other studios. I feel like for Vision Season 2 should have been a continuation of these Japanese studios and then we could have gotten other spin-offs of Visions for these other cultures. And well, just, again, I, I don't feel the need to get more Californian anime. What is it going to be? Another Clone Wars episode in Visions? season two that that's just something that worries me a little bit well i hope we at least get some continuations of some of the stories in season one uh and then well, we did get the story. comic announcement that's true we, so we did get the comic announcement i'm i'm looking forward to it still i loved visions i think this is also 2023 uh, i i think hopefully it'll be some good and and unique stuff and i honestly didn't think we were going to get a season two for a while so i'm very excited that they're bringing it back uh, and it'll be another thing to look forward to now that we have, like we said, two anthology shows. One being the more canon one, like Tales of the Jedi, and then the other one being the, you know, off-the-wall, super creative, not restrained to canon stuff like Visions. It'll be cool. Uh, but we talked about Ahsoka and Tales of the Jedi. We can bounce back to uh, the actual Ahsoka panel here. Uh, we do know uh, Sabine got officially uh, announced her actress was confirmed. They leaked it a couple weeks ago, uh, months ago, I mean. Uh, but they showed uh, the live-action recreation of the final shot of Rebels, which means we've got Hera in live-action. Didn't announce who she's being played by yet. I'm assuming... Don called it last week. I'm assuming it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead is going to be I'm Hera. Gonna I'm going to stick with Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Hera. I think that's almost certainly what they're doing. Wasn't she also casting Kenobi? No. no, no, she was I cast in Ahsoka. Yeah, she's married because... to oh, you and McGregor. I thought I heard that she would. I thought I also heard that she would be in Kenobi. See, that would be dope. That would yeah. be dope. But I just heard Ahsoka. Um, I we didn't get uh-huh. any like Thrawn reveal or anything. I think they're gonna save that to closer to the show oh. coming out. We but got we a better reveal than Thrawn. Yeah, <laughs> Chopper. I actually wasn't talking about Chopper, but I was really happy to see Chopper. For sure. Can we talk about how they changed the um, the chopper prop from the one used in Rogue One? Um, as cool as it is to see him in Rogue One, the Rogue One chopper that they used was essentially a one-for-one of yeah. how he looks in Rebels. 
This one is way more live actionified. I mean, he looks the head still bubbles around when he when he uh, when he talks, which I think is a yep. Great he still has the magic of Chopper, but again, he he looks m- much more like like a living thing that has existed in this yeah. universe for a time, and I. I I really love that. I, I yeah. really, really love that. I love that Ahsoka's Leku are a bit longer in this show, so it looks more like that is Rebels Ahsoka. Uh, and then what I'm assuming is Don's big thing. Uh, just take it away, because I think I figured uh, it out. Huyang. Yeah. Huyang is back. Yes. Okay, so, like, so for anyone who doesn't know me... Uh, I'm a big fan of like the the character He Yang from the Clone Wars. Like he's my profile picture on Discord and and Twitter. You know, like a big. I mean, there's there's two main reasons that I like the character. One is that that he's just a it's a really cool idea. Like he's a droid, that, an ancient droid that helps Jedi younglings build their lightsabers, which is just so interesting and like so weirdly contradictory but very kind of like george lucas-esque uh given his like passion for like droid characters and also the fact that he's in the clone wars he's voiced by david tennant uh who i'm i've been a huge fan of for years like you know he's he's obviously like he's most known for doctor who which is like an amazing uh played an amazing version of the doctor like he's my personal favorite uh like i was so hyped to see him be in the clone wars and he like absolutely nailed that character so like I hope he comes back that... for Ahsoka. Yes, yes, I because I I know he's not. Uh, he's currently filming for the the new series, the new uh, series of specials for Doctor Who because it's the sixtieth uh, anniversary um, next year, which he'll be filming for. So I don't think he's he's gonna like film like in the co- in the costume like uh, you know Anthony Daniels does with C three PO, but. I hope he does the voice for like in post. I mean, he could be filming both at the same time, and we just don't know. But yeah, I'm really excited to see Huyang back. Like, I've been wanting that character to kind of resurface, like, for a while now. And I, I, I'm, I kind of felt like I was the only one who liked that character, uh, like, t- to to that kind of degree. But, like, Dave Aloni, uh seemed to feel the same way, which I'm really chuffed about. I think I know why he's in it as well, because, like, there's another shot in the trailer where you can see a small hand, a child's hand, reaching for something with the force which i assume is is that jason's child jason so i presume that a so part of the show is going to be ahsoka helping mentoring jason sandula like presumably the yang and her like go to some new planet to find it find a kyber crystal for him which will be really interesting well thanks to um the mandalorian experience at star wars celebration we also know that Ahsoka's Jedi cruiser, the big, like, stingray-looking ship that we see her fly both in the Clone Wars and the Rebels epilogue, will be in the Ahsoka show. Because where they had, like, the Razorcrest model and the N1, like, the miniature models that they used to shoot those scenes in the show, there was also the miniature model of that ship. Oh, that's so cool. Celebration. That's so cool. Obviously, we didn't see that in Mandalorian or the Book of Boba Fett or anything. So that feels like the only only reason that would be there is because it was used for Ahsoka, which obviously they're they're in the middle of shooting. They talked about how most of the crew left set just to come to Celebration for the day and then were heading back to set that night. So... 
I, I feel like we're going to get to see yeah, like, some more of that, sense. like, Ahsoka the, Jedi stuff. Yeah, the interior is definitely, uh, I think it's definitely the interior of that shuttle that you see in the in the trailer. I mean, it obviously, it's just a bunch of teaser images at this there point. There is the shot of the ghost, too. I don't remember. Yes. It wasn't the shot in the trailer. I believe it was a still image, wasn't it? Rosario that we see Ahsoka in the ghost. The ghost. That the yeah. ghost is in, yeah. is in the So that's definitely there. It, I mean, it, overall, just, it, there's obviously, we can only speculate, but yeah, it's it's... I'm really I'm excited to see where they go with it, especially with like Thrawn and Ezra and all that stuff, and how they handle the rebels characters. Well, Dave had to just be the, the snotty man that he is, and when someone called out, "Where's Ezra?" and he was like, <laughs> "The funny thing about that is, I know." It's like, oh, right. I like that. I, I like that. David. That was great. Tell us. Great where Filoni is Ezra? Moment. Well, we'll find out yeah. in Ahsoka probably. Uh, again. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think I, I would have loved for the show to be an actual animated sequel to Rebels, but it is yeah. what it is. Uh, Sabine, I, I I keep forgetting her name, but the the Natasha, Natasha um, Bordizio. She she looks incredibly charming. She seems really excited to be in the role and seems very passionate about bringing Sabine to life and doing the character justice and and continuing what Tia Sakar started. So I'm excited. Uh, I I will. It's a ways off still, but we'll see it when it comes out, and hopefully it's on par with Rebels because Rebels is a joy, and I want to see top tier Star Wars exactly. Uh, but I think the last thing we'll talk about today is because we're already got two hours in is Bad Batch season two, which I'm one. I'm so glad they they showed us this trailer. Uh, Celebration got a little bit more. They got a more direct reveal that Cody's in this uh, in the season, but one this trailer. Well, we also got Gunji. Yeah, it blew me away. Gunji. This Gunji. trailer, he's like, back. I will. T- I will say, my right now, son. I never. Exp- I would have never expected this. Listen, if they just kill him, though, like I'm, I'm gonna lose my mind. Now, are we just getting Gunji, or no, are we getting get... like Katuni and the whole crew? Or are they dead? No, no, they we so better get Gunji. the whole crew. No confirmation on that, but it's, well, remember totally the Gathering the arc was originally a backdoor pilot because they were gonna get their own series, but then they decided to not that is true. pick it up. I think at least one of them will have been killed like by this point because they're definitely. Right. I, I imagine there'll be at least one of them to mourn. It'll probably be Petro. Because like that character was the very outspoken one, so his his absence will be most likely will be will be felt the the most out of all nah, of them. I would say they all gonna be alive. <laughs> yeah, We've got I to don't keep know. Bad Batch season alive. one is pretty dark. Yeah, I mean you've got Crosshair executing like civil like literally committing war crimes and executing civilians. So like yeah, it it gets pretty dark. So I, I was I would yeah. I, I, I was in a like a Twitter space during this that was like in the room so i got to hear the uh the scene they showed i didn't get to actually watch the, the footage but i heard it it sounded cool um i love the the batch's new look i love the color scheme omega looks a bit older she's got a helmet now give so me you got longer um, hair give me the black yeah. series uh right now um she has like protective gear i'm looking at my bad batch black series figures on my shelf right next to me and they're crying because they know that i'm probably gonna sell them when the new ones come out so i can get the new ones Oof. yeah um but the the trailer there was so much gunji uh good old shivy boy is in this uh for real and not just a hologram can we just talk about how omega is in the senate chambers 
I don't think that was the Senate. I think that was something else that Palpatine. If you was look, in. if you look through the hologram in the left corner, you can see the Senate pods. Oh, okay. I, I'm kind yeah. of shocked we got. It, looks... sounds like, it sounds like Ian McDermott's voice as well, like saying new lines. So I it think does. it is. Ian I think it is because he, which makes sense. He was, like, you know, he voiced him in Rebels or season four at yes. least. So yes. well, yeah, season four because he he, re he redubbed season one. Oh, or was it season two that he read the season, the, the yes. scene of Vader kneeling yes, to talking Palpatine about, talking to Palpatine about Ahsoka? That was um, Ian. That Ian was did redub that, and I believe that's actually the version that's on Disney Plus now. It's the one with Ian. I need to go back and like watch that then to like to to see. But yeah, I, I I'm excited to see Palpatine appear in it. I'm probably the most excited to see Cody because oh, I'm really, I lost yeah. it. When I did my Bad Batch season two article on uh, SWE. I was like, I want to see Rex and Cody reunite. And I think there's a very strong chance we get it. Rex was back in this trailer. Uh, That's going to be upsetting. I cannot wait. Uh, it sounds like some of the stuff that we didn't get to see sounded like Cody was questioning the Empire and Crosshair was kind of talking to him about it. I, I, I wish we had at least one Crosshair scene in this trailer. We saw him with his helmet on, but no dialogue well, or anything. You can find, find the leaked scene of... Crosshair and Cody discussing. They're at the mural that's on Coruscant of all the uh, clones that died during the first battle of Geonosis. Um, and their discussion is basically like, do you think what we're doing really helps? And Crosshair's essentially like, yes. And Cody's sort of like, mm. and so I feel like that's definitely going to be something that they play off of. And I know that it was teased very briefly. Obviously, shout out to my boy Hauser for planting the seeds of the clone rebellion i feel like yeah. that's going to be the ultimate goal of this show i feel yeah. like it is yes i feel like because because we need to kind of like because rex in bad batch season one is very uh he's very determined to like continue the fight continue helping people so you kind of mm -hmm. need to like explain how he winds up in rebels kind of like you know tired I you know having to be roped yeah tired of fighting kind of just hanging out on a old ATTE with uh Wolf and um and Gregor, uh, oh, who Gregor, showed, he Gregor, showed up yeah. last season. Yes. Yes. So Wolf is probably mm -hmm. gonna show up at some point here. Um yeah, I mean I've like, Do we have canon confirmation of Wolf actually executed Order sixty six? Obviously Cloakum died so that's in air. Be, so yeah. It'll be interesting to see what that's why I think it'll be interesting to see Cody, because you know he has executed order 66 and this is an idea i think the show needs to explore like yeah i'm what wondering like, do the chips are activated like does it stay that way or do the uh or do they like do the chips turn off afterwards and then the clones have to grapple with that because that would be fascinating or is that going to be something that mm. happens in the show I, like imagine if like imagine if the bad batch deactivate all the chips and all the clones suddenly have to reckon with like the jedi that they murdered that they fought beside that, and that could be, really speed up the process of getting stormtroopers definitely rather than clones because well, i mean part of the, last the season we had the great reveal that crosshair took us out and still sided with mm -hmm. the empire i called i called that the moment so, like, from the first episode i'm like, interested that would be in seeing where cody goes i know in legends he was more of a imperial through and through as far as i'm aware but i i'm well, hoping we legends, get some good stuff all, all of the clones were Yes, yeah, exactly. Because there was no there was inhibitor no, chip. So yeah, because the right they they knew about Order sixty six right from the start in Legends. 
So yeah. I am. Which very... good acting on them? They yeah gotta give it up. That brilliant performance. So I am I am quite looking forward to this one. I was a big fan of season one. I, I want to see more of the batch. I'm hoping we get more of uh, Crosshair's continued story. I'm still hoping for a redemption arc. Please don't kill the poor bastard though. Uh, and I'm uh, Cody, awesome. Gunji, make him the lead. Just make him the lead. And Tarful was in the trailer too. I think that was him at least. So it was, another, it was some Wookie kind of Wookiee warrior. I, so, I couldn't tell if it was Tarful. It or has not. to be Tarful. Probably it has to be Tarful. I get... will accept no other answer. Tarful is the Wookiee version of Saw Gerrera because he's now, appearing in everything. If he's we get like the, the death, spiritual he's in Bad Batch and he's in Fallen yeah. Order. If we get like yeah, the hard. spiritual successor of the uh, Bad Batch on Kashyyyk arc that was never made yeah, for Clone the Wars, unfinished arc, that would which, be which really cool to see. Cause, like, cause I would have bet my cool. left cheek that that was going to be the first arc of Bad Batch season one, and when they didn't start with that, I was like, damn, I'm a fool. Well, they started right off the bat with uh, Order 66, so that seems yeah. to be the thing they're doing now, is they start immediately with uh, the pain. Uh, yeah, but, they, they just get right to the pain for for everyone. But yeah, this was. I love pain. Uh, we we know. We know, Jake. We know. We know. But, but, you guys sound so disappointed in me. <laughs> but we have been going quite a bit. It has been an absolute just juggernaut of a weekend. I was not expecting this many reveals, but we got a lot. There's a lot coming soon. It finally seems like they're finally putting out a bunch of content and they're going the Marvel route. Whether or not this ends up being a good thing or not, we'll find out. But there's a lot that I'm really looking forward to. Bad Batch, obviously, Andor, uh, Skeleton Crew, all at the top of my list. I, I, I can't wait to see all this stuff. And it was really nice just getting that celebration experience again, even though I wasn't, none of us were there for it, unfortunately, but it just felt like a, a special weekend. And it got me really excited uh, to be a, a fan and really get invested in all of this stuff. And then Obi-Wan Aaron during it was just uh, the icing on the cake. So thank you for joining us for our celebration recap. A uh, lot to talk about, but it, it was fun. Next time you see this main show, uh, we will be returning to our usual Clone Wars discussion. We'll be talking about the... Uh, the R2 gets lost arc, which Don was not too hyped that we would be getting to that next. Uh, and I, I don't mixed feelings about that. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that with the droid, so, the jump of the droid arc. So let's uh, let's hope that that one ends up being good. But uh, what you'll see us sooner will be our recap of Obi Wan Kenobi episode three, which just aired today. We'll be recording that within the next couple days, depending on oh what everyone's goodness. schedule is going to be. Uh, but we'll have that out, and that'll be a blast. So, uh, to wrap things up, uh, we'll just do some quick uh, promo and stuff. Jake, since this was your first episode back uh, in quite a bit, where can the people find you? Do you have anything that you want to talk about before we wrap things up? I feel like I talked a lot today, but I guess I made up for missing the last couple episodes. You guys can always find me on Twitter, um, JediJake, double underscore at the end. I'm always screaming about Star Wars, which I feel like lately I've been a little bit more positive than usual, which is quite weird. But, um, yeah, obviously I'll be screaming about plastic Star Wars things and 
live action translations and a whole bunch of stuff that nobody really cares about. But um, you know, that's what we do here. Exactly. Uh, Don. You can find me on Twitter uh, under at Donovan Mead. Uh, I also like tweet a lot about like Star Wars and politics. And you can also find me on Instagram, Donovan underscore McComish. Uh, I also write uh, articles and stories for uh, SWEditorIG.com. In fact, uh, as uh, as we mentioned earlier, I actually, as of this recording, out, yeah. I have a story. I have a story that's uh, going to release this Saturday. It's called Scars of War. Uh, it it was an absolute like it's an absolute joy to write. It was a very kind of much a journey of discovery writing it. It's about a clone survivor of Order sixty six who meets a Jedi survivor of Order sixty six five years after Revenge of the Sith, and it's a story all about exploring trauma and and PTSD. So if you like the Kenobi show. Uh, I hope you'll you'll find something to dig here. Uh, it's really fucking good. You guys are gonna like it. It's and really good. Mention, and I have to it's mention, really Jake good. Jake uh, did a phenomenal job uh, with the cover. I you know it has these lovely samurai vibes. Uh, it it refers to a moment in the story which I think is really what well, which I hope will be really powerful for everyone who reads it and uh, kind of communicates the tone that I am aiming for. So yeah, you did a great job, Jake, with the cover. Thank you. Thank you. You did a great job writing it. I, I, Thanks, okay. As someone who does art, I will just say it is way easier to do art of things when it's actually written well. And literally, I after as soon as I finished reading your story, I had the idea instantly. It just sort of shows how well written the story was. It was so easy to do the art for it and Really excited for everyone to get to see the cover and read Don's story. It it really is awesome. Thanks, yeah. man. I'll be checking that out this weekend. I, I'm very excited. Uh, Connor, how about you? I know you had a busy weekend with the Nerd Academy. If you want to just plug those again. Yes. Uh, so you can find me on my socials. Uh, mainly the big one is Twitter, at Depa Banana, where I talk Star Wars and uh, I be horny. Um, <laughs> that's one way of putting it. Always simping for someone. It's legitimately true. Um, you can also find me at my other podcast, uh, the Nerd Academy podcast, specifically our Star Wars show, Knights in the Nerd Republic. Uh, we have a website, nerdacademypodcast.com. You can find us pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. We talk about everything Star Wars recaps news interviews topic episodes what have you uh and then you can also find me writing articles and stories uh at sweditorig.com i don't have any stories published yet but i do have a few in development uh quite exciting pretty cool but go check out the stories already there we have a bunch of dope ass stories created by a wonderful team of creative people that I get to work with every single day. Beautiful. So. And you can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, all the like at Starlight Andrew. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at for the Repub Pod and on Instagram at for the Republic Pod. Trying to get more active on both of those, get the follower counts up that we've been gaining a lot of new 
uh, followers and, and, and audience lately, which I cannot thank you enough for getting behind this dumb little podcast we do talking about Star Wars and going through the Clone Wars and stuff. And it just, I'm very happy with how everything's going right now. So check us out uh, coming soon for the more Obi-Wan coverage. And then you'll see us back here in a little bit for our next Clone Wars episode. So until then, see you guys later. And as always, for light and life, and may the Force be with you, always.